everyone. Welcome to Season Gaming Bitcast episode 141. And Joe, you look surprised already. You okay? Oh yeah, I turned on the lights. I forgot. And I was like, <laughs> So what's going on, everyone, man? It's going to be a fun show today. We uh, first, before I get back to Joe and his uh, beautiful lights and camera over there, which, uh, you know, we talked about earlier this week. Looking good, sir. Thank we you, will uh, talk to Mr. Chumbawamba himself, man, which, That's you know, right. I don't even know if I can give Chumbawamba a seven, if I'm honest with you. It's probably man, are you seven. serious? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I mean, they literally had like one song. Uh, yeah. I mean, so, and even that, even that, I don't know, is seven worthy. It's, I mean, they're British. Like give it like extra you're points? not selling me, you know. Uh, there's plenty of terrible British bands. <laughs> they're, amazing. they're amazing. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> What's going on? You doing all right? Yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm, 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 no, you're fine. I've been, I've, I've been kind of like incognitous. You know, I know. I barely talked to you this week, which is that's, rare. Usually we is, chat every day. But I, I, you know, it's good staying away from that stuff for a little while. Stepping out. You know, yeah. You know, kind of getting, you know, kind of refreshing and, you know, feeling a bit better. So. Yeah, man, I jumped on Mosho last night again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I haven't checked it out yet, but we'll... I don't even think it's up yet. But you know, it. Yeah, keep low profile, small circle, keep it real. Hey, right. fair enough. Fair enough. And then joining us this yeah. week uh, is Mister Badbit himself. You know him as Joseph Moran, host of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation show. We're going to get it right again, Joe. <laughs> Um, and obviously everyone on our channel, very familiar with Joe. So what's happening, brother? I'm doing all right. I wanted to jump in. I got very excited about this Chumbawamba uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, we were talking a little bit, you know, before the show about age and our differences of that. Yeah. Don't and, say uh, you're old. Don't do it. I don't know what Chumbawamba is, so I'm feeling young again. <laughs> okay. You would know if you heard the song. It's like, song it's, it's like tub something, right? I get knocked down. Yeah. Oh, I get up again. Yeah, that's, 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 that's it. That's Chumbawamba. That's yeah, Chumbawamba, okay. man. Oh, my God. With a name like that, you think, you think they'd be the next Beatles. But well, they came out in like, like the 80s, the early 80s. I don't yeah, even that know song was part. a 90s song. Yeah, right? the song was a 90s song, but yeah. you know they started way earlier than that, I think. Again, I, I, they're not I was great. Born then. I wasn't born then, y'all. <laughs> yeah. What, what year were you actually born? 91. I was in fucking high school, man. Uh, I, I was about to go into high school. Yeah, I was in eighth grade. Oof. Yeah, we talked about this on the the show we did recently because my my <laughs> he's born in ninety one. My stepdaughter is born in ninety two. Wow. Yep. Could have been in the same class, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just an entirely different generation because Dan and I grew up, you know, as kids, obviously with the whole Saturday morning cartoon and. G.I. Joe and Transformers and all that. that. Still had that. Yeah, man. You still had it in the 90s, but yeah, the 90s kind of evolved things a little differently. We were teenagers by then. Um, you guys didn't have the Batman animated show. You guys didn't have the X-Men show. Not as little kids, no. Man, yeah. man Recess, y'all. Recess. Listen, that show slapped so hard. And you guys <laughs> never got to witness a Hey Arnold, which is another. No, no. All those shows like Rugrats, Hey Arnold, you know, those shows that were popular. Because I remember my stepdaughter, you know, you know, she knew all those shows. And I was like, yeah. man, these shows look stupid. You know how you get when you get a little older. Like, those aren't my shows. Those yeah. aren't the ones I remember. Mm-hmm. No. I remember Thundercats, damn it. <laughs> yeah, see, see. Hey, you can't, you know, you can't stand up against Transformers, G.I. Joe, no. He-Man, Thundercats. Like we still have, we have Beast Wars, which probably. Yeah, no. Stop it. 
No. Stop it. I don't want to talk to you. No. Accident, uh, he's going on mute. He's in timeout. Joe's in oh, timeout. Gosh. Beast Wars. <laughs> Bringing up Beast Wars while we're talking Generation 1. Get that shit out of here. Cheetor, right? Was it Cheetor? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't worth watching. I don't know. Fair. All right. We're, we're going to get back on track here. What's going on, Chad? Good to see you this morning. So, first off, we need to start with something very personal. Yeah. And that is, we need to boo Luke. Yep. Yeah. He sucks. And yeah, I feel Luke like sucks. The, sooner, uh, the sooner we can all say, it just feels good, right? Just like, <laughs> just get it off your chest. Luke sucks. Oh, God. <laughs> right? Or, uh, boo, Luke, boo. Like, when you say with your chest, it's like, boo, it just feels so good. Yeah. It, just, it's, it flows. It's so right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Luke just comes right off the boo. You know what I mean? Yep. It just, yeah, it just, it flows. It's yep. good. He thinks he could interview all these famous people, and then all of a sudden he's famous. That's what, that's like <laughs> that's what Luke's trying to achieve, and it's just like it's, all yeah. these great people. Like they they actually they DM me afterwards. They're just like, I can't believe I was on the show. <laughs> Xbox experience, experience program or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It, it was awful. This this guy <laughs> just sucks. And I'm like, By I the, know. Bizzle's in the house getting us started nice and early. You got to love it. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. Good call, Bizzle. Mm-hmm. Me one. Me one. I have to say that now. I've been. You do. You've been paid off. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Whoa, yeah. Whoa. yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Let's get into it for real. Um, first, we got to talk about our favorite game of all time, which you know I think everyone's kind of in agreement on this one, and that is Anthem. Um, we're going to start the Anthem cast today, um, just to say that. Came out this week that uh, it's been a team of about 30, which obviously for a big AAA game is a small team, right? That's been working on this potential redesign of Anthem, which 2.0 we've joked about for many months on this show. Um, And we've seen some kind of uh, mock-ups of what the new skill system would be like, what the new loot system would be like, and, you know, kind of overhauling the whole game as we all want to happen. Uh, Came out earlier this week that EA is uh, putting a team together I guess of the executive leadership as always happens, right. To come in, basically examine and you know, what they're going to look at, of course, is the bottom line. Um, Do we want to dedicate 90 to a hundred developers, which is what you'd need probably uh, over the course of, you know, eight, 12, 16 months to bring this game back into the limelight. And what does that even look like at this point? Is it a relaunch? Do you do next gen? Do we do expansions afterwards to recoup the development cost if we do it for free? You know, there's all these questions that have to be answered. Um, We were supposed to find out or, you know, they might have made a decision and maybe it's just not public. But we were hoping to find out this week if uh, Anthem was going to either die or come to fruition with 2.0 in the future. And we didn't find out. But based on the discussions this week, guys, where are you landing on this one? What's your what's your bet if you had to place a bet? Joe, Joe, I'll start with you, bro. If it's if I'm a bet man, I'm pretty sure this game's dead. Yeah. Um, I mean, because you you ask a lot of questions I would ask if I was in that room of like, how are we recouping this cost? Yeah, it's a, at the end of the day for executives, it's a project. It's all exactly. So like you know, they, and they don't look. EA doesn't care about its reputation in as a gamer. So I think you know their actions over the past years kind of prove that. And they're in a, I think EA is in a transitional moment where they're, they're like, who are we as, as this company? We've, we've lost the Star Wars license. We're kind of free of it. Um, we've, you know, 
we've taken some really heavy losses at BioWare. Um, the only really sector that seems really solid for them is the football, uh, you know, the sports division. They're yep. Madden. And even then, now we're going to start seeing like 2K start making some football games too. So they got to start branching out and, and, and taking some creative risks. I don't think Anthem's that. I, I think Dragon Age and, you know, Mass Effect are those things for them to get them back on the right footing of not just like game ways, but like financial footings of, of their key game, game, uh, game developers. So like to me, I think I, I'm pretty sure if I'm, if I'm, if I am EA, I'd say, you know what, let's scrap it, but let's take what we've learned from Frostbite here and implement it in uh, in Mass Effect. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd pretty much say, how do we put Anthem reskin it into Mass Effect? Yeah, yeah, it's tough because I, it's hard to be. Uh, it's not hard, but uh, I don't like to be <laughs> objective here because I like Anthem. I like the idea of Anthem and what the IP is and the the possibilities of what it had and brought. Um, and as Dan and I have said many times. Um, even with as shallow as it is and as broken as it was at launch, I still had a lot of fun with the damn game. Right. Um, and I just, I, you know, with EA and all the resources they have, just take some of that ultimate team money, for God's sakes, hire some developers and get Anthem into a good spot. And honestly, I still believe that if you, if they did it right, which of EA is Bioware today is asking a lot, but if right. they did it right, dedicate a talented team, give them the time, give them the money. I really do think Anthem could be a strong IP for a long time. Um, I just, I don't know if they're going to do it. Dan, where are you at on this, man? Um, I want to know if they're going to refund my fucking Anthem credits <laughs> that I still have sitting there. Um, yeah. I don't see them. You know, here's the thing. You know, I mean, EA has so much money. They can do whatever they want. I mean, it's not like, you know, you got these 50 people working on it. It's chump change. For them, you know, they they don't care, you know. They but they, they, they want to see that bottom line, and that's always mm -hmm. the thing with them. You know, they want they want to make money, you know. So you got to just basically look at your your ROI. You know, are these fifty people or 20, 30 people, whatever it is, thirty people, <clears throat> you know, enough to bring back? I mean, we don't know anything about it. All we know is some pirate stuff. You know, like a new faction of yeah. enemies or something. That's literally all we've seen. Yarg. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen anything. So, I mean, I mean, but you, you got to bring people back. And if you don't have that hook, you know, that's going to, you know, it, it's a hard thing to do. You know, not every company is No Man's Sky, you know, Hello Games, you know, doing No Man's Sky. You know, it, it's not, it doesn't happen all the time. So, you know, when yeah. it came out, we had the Division Two, we had, you know, other games. I mean, Sea of Thieves, I think I said last night, you know, it, it's one game that, you know, came out and just didn't have, it was kind of the same boat, but they stuck with it. You know, they, they talked to, you know, the public and the fans and, and, and they, they had communication and they continued to make good on their promises was what, you know, the biggest thing is. Yeah, you know, and now you look at it, and it's 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 amazing what kind of game it is. Yeah, I was you gonna know? say between the two of you, you have hundreds and hundreds of hours. Yeah, to see it eat. I mean, and that's and it, it's it's I jumped back into it for like you know an hour the other day, and I was just like, man, there's so much more stuff. Just you know, in the 
month that I hadn't played. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and they continue to do that. And, you know, they've been so quiet on this. It just seems like, you know, with what's his face moving over Mark Darrow or whatever his name was. Yep. You know, it, I'd love for them, to, for them to see, you know, go back and, and, and invest back into it because, you know, the, the service model is, you know, the gas model will work, but the problem is you have to continually have content. Yeah. You know, we saw course. that with the Avengers too. Look at what they did. I mean, it just, you know, they, they said, okay, you're going to get this, you're going to get Hawkeye, you know, it's going to be the first DLC. We still haven't seen him. Right. You know, I mean, it's crazy to me. You know, the division. We still don't have a, true endgame content in that right. game. That game's no. done those too. Yeah. Yeah. We have no Spider Man. We have nothing. nothing. You know, like, I'm glad I bought it on the PlayStation so I can play, you know, Spider Man. Spider Man will be there in 2023. Yeah, eventually. But, you know, look at, like, you, you look at something like the Division 2, it had enough content to keep you going until they had other stuff to put yeah. out and they kept doing it. There was, and, like, and, okay. and they're very uh, interactive with their community, as you said. Right. And, yeah. and now, and now they're doing more. They yeah. had not planned on doing more. Now nope. they're doing more because of the community support. And yeah. that community support is there because they were open and, and provided you with a, you know, more content yeah. every, every month. And you know, that's how you do it. It's reciprocal. Anthem, right. Anthem has failed, you know, in that regard. You know, and they, they could have probably fixed it if they did it early on, but what they added, you know, within that like first six months just wasn't just, it wasn't hardly anything. Yeah. You yeah. know, they and, and and that they shouldn't have released it where it was in the first place. No. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Base game, like you said, loved it. It was great, ton of fun to play. But at the end, you know, they just kind of fucked up. Basically, yeah. is what happened. So you, you, your vote is they're going to kill it and just let it. I, die I off hope they the don't dust. You know, but yeah, I would. I don't. I don't see EA. You know, throwing more money at it just because sure. they're greedy bitches. You know, Sam, you're fine. Yeah, I. You know, I think in my heart of hearts, I would say that. Uh, I think they're going to kill it too. Um, yeah. I just, I, like I said, I think to do this right because, as you said, it's it's. It's not like it just came out six months ago. We're talking about a game that's going to be two years old, you know? Um, how many people actually care you cancel it? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like at this point, how many people? I know we have obviously a core group of people that would love to see it come back, right? But the, in the grand scheme of things, it's an incredibly small number of people that are even aware of this game existing. Um, and you've already got games that are massive in this space, like Destiny, like Division, Um Outriders is coming for, you know, that's not really a service game, so they've said, but sits in kind of a space. Borderlands 3 is still continuing with new content and has a massive community. It's just where does Anthem fit? Um, can it fit? And EA is asking all these questions. And when they're seeing, you know, a, a necessary investment of tens of millions of dollars to get it back without any um, guarantee that it's going to get them anything, I just don't see how you make that decision. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it's simple as that, man. It's, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, but of course, Mo coming in with the answer. Mo, mm-hmm. what's up, brother? Me and Mo were golfing at two a.m. last night, drunk. Dan wants right. Jade Raymond to take control of Anthem Revival. It's a million dollar idea, right. man. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, with her track record, you know, that Mo really kind of looks at and goes, "Man, she has done so much," <laughs> you know, for this for this industry. Um, I think she'd fit right in, you know, just pop her in there with the 30, 
people that are there already. Yeah, who runs Stadia around? Who runs Stadia? Get him on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get Bill Harrison over there. Yeah. See what he can do. Then you won't, then you won't have to worry. That'll about be it. the headline to end all headlines. Yeah. Phil Harrison put in charge of Anthem's revival. Like, oh God. Yep. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. Appreciate it, brother. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So wait, yeah, wait, we're wait, all wait, in wait, the. We're glossing over something here. Go Did you it. pick off? You pick up the golf game? No. Okay. God. Elu. Bought it for me. Elu, you idiot. Yes. How <laughs> bad is it? Like, I refuse without the three button clicks. In a, in a world, in a game industry that is yeah. defined yeah. these days by accessibility. Yeah. Get them. Get them, Dan. Right? The fact that you don't provide a three click press to swing your golf club, you know, is atrocious and terrible. Get them. I can't even stand you, 2K. That is un. Believable to me, you know. What about those people that you know don't have the thumbs? Do you mean those? I mean, there's people. people that don't have thumbs. They don't have the thing. They can't swing the <laughs> stupid thing. They have, you know, Xbox has made all these 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 peripherals for people that have accessibility issues. And you see games like The Last of Us Two, and 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 you're just putting out all these options for accessibility, and yet 2K Golf. But fuck you. That's what they said. They said fuck yeah. you. Accessibility. Also, we can we be about honest you. about the sport of golf? Yeah. Who, who's 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 playing golf and goes? You know what I want? A PlayStation Five. You're in the country club, right? You're talking about how you can manipulate the pores and get them to fight each other in like a some type of blood sport. Yeah, like that's what you're talking about. You're talking about how to create a blood sport for the pores and at the same time how to improve your stroke game. You know, you're, you're reminding me of the old George Carlin skit where he goes off about golf and and people who partake in it. Uh, oh man! But now we're getting old. Oh man! Uh, but yes, so I was with you, Dan. I standed firm with you arm in arm of not buying the game for that reason. And yes. in my inbox last night was an apology and a code. Wow. That, that's acceptable because, you know, you didn't pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know. I, it, I, but I now, you know, I'm not someone who's going to get a gift and then just ignore it. Sure, you can't so do that. So now I've got to play it. Right. I did create whiskers in it. So whiskers is represented. Cool, All right. Uh, We've got some kind of representation. We know it's not for the people that have accessibility. You know, issues. they they don't allow red skin though. I said figures, the golf game. You know, you can't just make a guy with red skin. You know? <laughs> is there is there even an African American skin? Um, you know, because is is barely, sure? barely, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Joe uh, was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See? You can have a slider, right? It's all you, white. You people. can you can be uh-huh. you can be what white or happening? you can be kind of not white. What is happening? Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. god, golf, golf. These white people. Yeah, exactly. Oh That's why god. you play everybody's golf. You get kind of the fun, right. you know, That's but you have that. fun with all the other characters, and they don't take it seriously. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway. Hey, but you guys know, if you guys ever want to go back to play a decent golf game uh, with a three-click press, in 2015, EA released Rory McIlroy's PGA they did, Golf. Actually, yeah, yes. they did. and guess what? It's on Game Pass. So you Wait, there's a guy out there named Roy McIlroy? He's like one of the best golfers in the world. Yeah, yeah he's like R-O-R-Y. McElroy. Wait, Rory? He's from Australia or something. Okay. Yeah, New Zealand, yeah. something like that. Some kind of weird name. Anyway, we're way off, man. We're way off. I see chat's popping off. Uh, Good to see all you guys this morning. Cool kill, Midway, Faz, Jordan. What's up, everyone? Bogle is in the house. Good to see you guys. Um, Let's... Hold on, wait a minute. Options are great, but the meter is basically cheaper. That is untrue, because I don't play with anybody online anyway. 
So how is that cheating? <laughs> that is unfair to the thumbless. Poor I'm just Dan. saying. Poor Dan. I think. Why are we staying on this topic? I don't know. Because their, I don't know. their argument was that the swing is imperfect by design, and therefore sure. you can't always hit a perfect shot. And the, the argument back with the meter is there's ways in the meter swing to adjust for that, right? You can yes. make the, the gaps where you have to hit it very small. Right. Sure. Um, you know, they've solved for that on the meter, but they don't want to hear it, man. They don't know. What I will about. hook every shot I do with a thumbstick, every <laughs> single one, and it drives me crazy. That's the only reason I haven't bought that game. Even better, last night, I accidentally put myself on professional difficulty mm. while they were playing on amateur. And so my controls were like, very very hard i was all over the place it was terrible anyway. i just feel like golf is the closest thing to white people taking accountability is all i'm saying they get, <laughs> they're like they take the shot and if they miss they're like oh i guess that's on me <laughs> and then they get like one of my cousins out there to run and chase the ball to fight it for it, man. <laughs> no. i'm saying <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, where are we, man? Come on, let's get on. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Let's talk right, about a yes. game. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. Let's talk about Ratchet and Clank. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> this is all Luke's fault somehow, by the way. It really is. It is. It so is. Bad. Boo Luke. Yeah. Boo Luke. Yeah. Um, by the way, um, yeah, Ratchet and Clank. So yeah. PlayStation 5 only coming June 11th. We got the release date this week. And what um, we can talk about Ratchet, but I also just wanted to mention, I don't know how we've gotten to this place, because for years now, people like me who love platforming games, have kind of, you know, uh, yelled about their demise because they kind of mm. disappeared for a while. And mm. we're now at a place as I kind of step back where we've got a new Ratchet and Clank coming, Super Mario 3D World with a new expansion, right? Bowser's Fury released yesterday as we're talking. Uh, Sackboy was at launch for the PS4, PS5, and that's an incredible game, which I've preached about. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, incredible game, which is uh, getting next-gen updates um, on March 11th being mm -hmm. real re released it's just like all of a sudden we find ourselves in an era where a lot of these classic platform icons are back and essentially better than ever yeah. um and it's uh it's a great place to be man because i am super excited about ratchet and clank i'm glad it's not coming in april or may because those months are already ridiculous so i was actually glad it's a little bit later um so i don't know man i mean where you guys joe i don't know where you sit on kind of the platformer train with these games you like these games I so like where I stand with platformers is they have to be easy because I suck at platformers really bad. Like I'm my depth perception is just I don't know why it's just all off. Um, so like Mario, I love a good Mario. Um, I love I think the 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 games I like Gratch and Clank that take um a bit more of the focus in the combat more than the platforming elements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those I'm really digging. So like Ratchet and Clank coming out June 11th. Um, I'm all in on it. PS5 only, cool. Some people are like, why is it PS5 only? Shouldn't like if if Horizon's a PS4 game as well, why is it this one? This one's taking advantage of that SSD, and I think they showed it pretty damn well in that trailer of you just snapping into levels, right back and forth constantly. Um, so like, awesome. We're, we're I feel like this is you know, is you know as people don't still know much of Returnal. I think this is the true blockbuster uh, PS5 game that we're going to be introduced to, right? One of the first. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Returnal. I mean, I'm super excited for Returnal, but Returnal doesn't have that big market presence. Yeah. 
Yeah, it do, it just doesn't. And I feel like if Sony just hired me for the marketing, and, and I would just <laughs> walk in going, guys, it's Groundhog's Groundhog's Day, but with aliens, people would be like, oh shoot, okay, and then, like. <laughs> That's what Returnal is, and it's, it's a cool idea. But again, yeah, it's it's also not proven. It needs to prove itself. So, like Ratchet, we know what it is. We know it could be great. It looks great so far, yeah. and I'm all in on that. Yeah. Now that said, the trophy room we're officially followed by Shuhei Yoshida. Everybody, round of applause, please clap. Yes, yes. <laughs> Next, I was involved, and in I'm glad I could help. I think you played the pivotal role. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I think the next one we gotta get Insomniac on board here. Okay, and I, th- I think this. Is, I think we could do it, and that's that's my next campaign. So okay. I'm excited for Ratchet. I'm going to be capping for them, as the kids say, until June 11th. And uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. You know, like Crash Four. That's yeah. a game that I feel like we're gonna get into the conversations of like which what what are some of these games that. Like, what's the difference between Ratchet and Clank where people are willing to spend $69.99 for? And what's up with Crash 4 that people aren't, you know, willing to spend 60 bucks for? Because Crash 4, from what I understand, didn't launch particularly hot. Yeah, like, I don't it's a great game. For what they were expecting, yeah. But it wasn't there. So, like, I've, I've even heard some discussion of, like, yeah, why is Ratchet, like, you know, this is a family game. Should it be 40 like the last one? And I'm... Mm. I don't agree with that logic, but I want to know where you guys are at with this. Because like, I'm willing to spend sixty bucks on the 3D World for for my Switch. I'm willing to spend the seventy for Ratchet and Clank, no problem. Is is there something with mascots where people look at them differently and they're just like, uh, full price? I don't know. You know? I think. Well, <clears throat> yes, unless you're Nintendo. Yeah. Because. <laughs> yeah. You know, Nintendo, everyone posting their pictures of Super Mario 3D World yesterday. Like, look what I got. Look what I got. Excited as hell. The game came out seven years ago. Um, You know, I mean, that's just a matter of fact. That's what it is. I know it has an expansion. It looks great. I bought two copies of it because I'm an idiot. Um, (laughs) I wanted the steelbook and I wanted the poster. So I literally had one ship from England to get the steelbook. Oh, now now I'm looking at this. I'm looking this up. Yeah, it's on. just go on Amazon UK. But anyway, um, so to that point... um, yeah, I don't know where you sit, Dan, but I mean, for me, I love platformers. So thinking that uh, Ratchet and Clank's gonna be seventy bucks, that doesn't impact me at all. I'm all over it, um, and I love Ratchet and Clank. I, I've been with them since the very first game. You know what I mean? So I'm all over that. Um, but for me, when you talk about money, my thing is always, what am I getting for the money? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the experience I'm getting in return? And how many? It's not even necessarily hours per se. It's what type of game it is. Um, so, no, I don't have any problem with it, but I think you're right. And I think that's probably why Crash 4 is almost doing like a relaunch for next gen because Seems they're like. going to be $60 again, even though if you currently own it, you're getting the upgrade for free. Yeah. Which is kind of yeah. weird, right? Because um, why wouldn't I just go buy an Xbox One copy now or PlayStation 4 copy now for 20, 30 bucks somewhere? You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Yeah. It's very it's strange. A weird move. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with these platforms. I have. Literally all of them, you know. I mean, it, I've got I bought Super Mario 3D, you know, mostly for Bowser's Fury, but I had never actually played Super Mario 3D as mm. one of the few Mario games I never played, so yeah, it didn't bother me too much. I think it's, yeah, the Wii U is just such a failure sales wise. They yeah. can launch these games. Well, I like had one, I just never used it. Yeah. I still I like have my it. Switch. I yeah. have it for my Wii U. 
Yep. I never even finished it yet. I just bought it again on the Switch. <laughs> it literally, oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite thing, Mario's. Right? That's that's why for me, I was like, no brainer, buy this immediately. Yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of hard. <laughs> like, it, like I realized, yeah. like I was like, man, like you said, Joe, like, like it, my my depth perception's a little bit off, or it's just not, you know, like there's parts that, like even early on, I'm like, what the hell is <laughs> happening here? Yeah. I feel like I just jumped on that guy, but I missed him by like three feet. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, all the time. I was like, all yeah, the time. Doesn't make any sense. But I mean, here's, yeah. still, it's here's another Mario. one too. We forgot. Sorry, Dad. I was just gonna say Spyro came back too, right? We forgot yep. about that collection. Yeah, um, yeah, that was yeah. Another I one. mean, but Crash Four was like its own game. Crash Four is brand new. Yeah, yeah brand, new. brand new. They were. Yeah. I think and they were kind of experimenting with the remaster collection a couple years right. ago to see if Four was gonna land. And you know, yeah. I hope they make money on Four because I don't want these games to stop being made. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I bought that. I played through probably three levels of that. I loved it. You know, I'm still, you know, it's kind of one of those games I kind of jump on every once in a while. Yeah. Well, um, but now I, I'm going to wait until... I talked to my co-host about this because he's he is, honest to God, like God's gift at platforming. This kid can... This kid is like the Rory McElroy of platformers. He knows what's up. He knows what's good. Go. That's what I'm talking about. And, um, and so I was just like, you know, I want to get back. I've never gotten into Crash. Right. Okay. And so, like, I feel like this is the moment, and he's just like, "Joe, this is not the moment for you to. <laughs> this this game is way too hard for you." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, there." Which oh, Crash Four? Yeah, Crash Four. I heard some of the levels are very, very challenging. Yeah. Oh, Which yeah. I, I need to buy it because I love a challenge. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, much. Did you guys ever play TPR? What's up, brother? He said, "I never had a but, Wii U either, but Tropical Freeze might be the best platform I've ever played. Got to play that on Switch. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is amazing. It's a great game. Yeah. If you haven't yeah. played that too." Like that too, yeah. Donkey Kong yeah. sucks, but I, I would. I, whoa, I hear this. Whoa, <laughs> no, he's actually man. my favorite Nintendo character. Is he really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have to say I think it's like Mario and like Link. I'm I'm such a basic like I'm the. I was gonna say, come on, you're very original of you, Joe. Latte very original. Of, yeah, I'm <laughs> Nintendo fans, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Dan. Did you just want to say something else? No, no. I'm, that was good. I mean, Ratchet and Clank. You know, for me, is a day one purchase. It's because it, it's not like Joe said. It's not your typical platformer. It's a lot more combat. Yeah. You know, I think it's got it's, personality. Right. Yeah. And, and and it's they're fun to play. Yeah. You know, it's got the puzzles. It's got the platforming. It's got the combat. You know, different weapons, all that jazz. You know, collectible stuff to find. I mean, there's there's a ton going on there. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I'm. That was all, you know. I played it, you know, the first ones back in the day. I mean, they're they've always been. Now I want to see Jack and Daxter come back. Yes, we were now. just talking about that. <clears throat> Joe and I were. Yeah, we need that back. Jack yeah, three in do. particular, because Jack three was a game where it was like, oh, this is Grand Theft Auto Light, but like they wouldn't like because I would play that because <laughs> my parents would not let me buy Grand Theft Auto. So I'd still do everything you could do pretty much in Grand Theft Auto, with some exceptions in that game. So like. Mom, you were being unfair. It's not <laughs> Great game. By the way, by the way, cool man. kills on right. The disrespect. Donkey is a legend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure? Who else threw barrels and killed Mario? Come on. It's Donkey Kong. Um, and by the way, uh, who asked? John Lawless, what's up, brother? He said uh, it's not coming on PS4. No, they did Insomniac confirm themselves that this is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Yeah, yes. They're using that SSD for all of its capabilities. Yeah, it looks like, you know, and I'm fine with this, right? Is Sony's taking the approach of a kind of game-by-game basis, like yeah. we've seen, right? It's like if I, I guess they're leaving it up to their dev teams to say if, if you feel this game can 
can perform well on the PS4 generation, then by all means, I guess, make it cross-gen. But if not, then focus on the PS5. I mean, I don't see yeah. why you wouldn't. Yeah. The yeah. only problem with the PS5, which people have pointed out, right, is supply constraints. It's, it's so supply constrained right now, and so few people have them. I mean, we're, what, right around 5 million or so globally? Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, a global install base of only, what, by June would be 8 million, maybe 9 million? Um, it, it really depends because I know they wanted 11 million out there by 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 uh by year's end or sorry by March but you say how, 11 yeah but okay. like how realistic is that because of the 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 newfound constraints and whatnot so yeah so I mean no matter what you're less than 15 yeah total um and that's your global install base for um you know a game like ratchet which as we just said is uh Kind of a playstation icon so you're going to have tons you know tens and tens of millions of people on ps4s that either can't afford a ps5 or can't get a ps5 yeah. who would like to play that game so yeah but you know and really the, the 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 real thing is sony probably approached insomniac uh while they were making spider-man going hey we want you guys to make we we essentially want you guys to be the ratchet clink spider-man house so like we yeah. want to make this this you know showstopper for the ps5 which is like ratchet like yeah. this, this will be your exclusive. Whereas, like Horizon, the main reason why that game is a PS4 game is because, from from what I understand, they started immediately working on Horizon Two once Horizon One was done. Yeah, like Frozen start. Wilds was pretty much already. They that, that was actually a game they took out because it didn't make sense in the long end of it, and okay. they're like, boom, we'll, we'll make this an expansion, make it. Uh, Con a contained story so they pretty much were just making sure frozen wilds was good and then they immediately started working on a sequel where they wanted to make it co-op but the memory constraints of that game they it, it wasn't vibing with them and that's why i'm, I'm thinking that's going to be the feature of the ps5 game it's probably like some type of co-op thing oh like a, an additional feature for the ps5 version of yeah. forbidden west okay yeah. gotcha gotcha yeah i hadn't heard that that's interesting um yeah, I mean, I could go on about Horizon forever. I adore that game. Um, <clears throat> but um, going back to, to Ratchet and Insomniac, um, one, uh, we need resistance. So Insomniac, I don't care if you have to hire 300 more people. Just make it happen, please. Um, and two, um, what do we think? Honestly, I know Dan's going to laugh because I talk about this all the time and have been yeah. talking about it probably for a year and a half, two years now. But for God's sakes, Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> Given... <laughs> Given all that we've seen from yeah. all these platformers and yep. what we know that Xbox is investing in and everything, you know, we don't have to rehash any of that. Do what's your bet on Banjo Kazooie actually coming back in its own featured game? I mean, why haven't they done it yet? You know, I mean, that's, that wasn't the question. But, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> the kind of question you have to ask yourself. Like, why haven't they come out with another Banjo Kazooie game since the last one? What was that? That was on the 360, right? Nuts and bolts, yeah, and it wasn't. I mean, it was a good game, but it wasn't what core banjo fans wanted. Right. Actually, I enjoyed that game more than some of the other ones. That was the one where you could build your yes, your yeah. That was so it. Was fun. like a crafting game mixed with yeah, yeah, good times. But you know, I mean, they they haven't made anything. They haven't touched the IP. They own it. You know, and it, I I don't know why they haven't made something 
But you, you could say you could use that sentence about Xbox about 30 times over. <laughs> More than that. They own so many IPs. I looked it up the other day. It's insane. It's nuts. It's, yeah. I mean, it's hundreds. I mean, literally hundreds of IPs. That I was just like, man, I don't know most of these. Never heard of them in my life. But some of them, I'm like, man, why isn't that one coming back? Well, we're seeing, you know, we're finally seeing Perfect Dark, yeah. which is mm -hmm. nice, you know. And, right. and that's a AAA kind of reboot as we expected. I just... Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I see games. I mean, you can't count Mario because, as we said, Nintendo's in its own world, right? Um, but if, if Ratchet and Clank especially does really well, um, right. Crash, I don't know how we just talked about how it's performing, but it just feels like there's a a want for these games nowadays. And with, yeah. you know, you, it's not like you need a 300-person AAA team to make Banjo-Kazooie. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, well, can I give you guys hope? Uh-oh. Go for it. So, uh, Platonic... Um, Platonic said that they were going to do a rebrand by the end of uh, uh, this was like their their letter to their original Kickstarters, um, and that they were that they had more news to talk about at a later date. But it seems like they're rebranding into a different name and probably well, the, working on a mystery IP. So they, did you see yesterday? They I don't know if you saw the mm -hmm. news yesterday about them announcing their Platonic publishing arm. Oh, did they really? Yeah, that's. I think that's right, what it was. You know so what? I just wanted to give you guys hope. Nah, no, no, because I was on that train with you because yeah. Platonic obviously made ukulele, um, good 3D platform and not up to the level of banjo, but mm -hmm. good. Um, and then their 2D ukulele game, I've always recommended. It's a fantastic game. Uh, the yeah. Im Impossible Dungeon something. I reviewed it. I can't remember. Impossible Lair, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so people were thinking, you know, Platonic could be the company where they kind of, even if Microsoft doesn't buy them or acquire them, which is the word we hear way too often nowadays, yeah. um, they could at least license them to make it. But they came out yesterday, actually, Platonic did and announced, because I actually got the press email about it, Platonic and Friends. Oh. It's a publishing arm that they're combining with some other small studios to make, you know, smaller games. Fuck, um, that'd be really cool if they're like, okay, now we're making a ukulele racer, you know? Dude, I take it. Yeah, yeah. I, car racers. There's another thing, you know. We saw Crash Team Racing, of course, right? But mm -hmm. we, I was talking with the guys the other day. I still can't believe that with all these characters, no one else has combated uh, Super Smash Brothers, as big as it is. Mm -hmm. Like again, um, I know PlayStation tried at one point, yeah. and you know, <laughs> I guess maybe it didn't awesome, land. Dude. And again, you can't compare it to Nintendo because anything they make just if Sony was just like with with. with uh playstation all-stars if they were literally just going to be like yeah this is a smash clone and just own it it would have been a great game it, <laughs> but the fact they're like no we're gonna have like some dumb combo meter that you gotta fill up and then all of a sudden everybody has a run from you so stupid <laughs> such a bad concept <laughs> they should feel as bad about themselves i guess cyber what's up brother he said didn't some of the developers who made banjo make it yeah it's ukulele yeah, so uh, it's Team 17 is the developer. Uh, it's published by Playtonic. Um, and yeah, some of the original developers made it. And if you play ukulele, it's literally an homage to, to mm -hmm. Banjo-Kazooie, to a T. It has the same yeah. funky voices, the same writing, musical. You know, uh, I think even the original <coughs> composer is involved. It just it didn't have that same magic as Banjo. Um, but anyway, Sarko, it's what's up, brother? Oh, let me get the super chat real quick, Joe. Hold on one second. Happy Saturday, team. Love the Chumbawamba reference. Jamming out to Tub Thumping the other day. Oh, before PS5, before uh, Horizon Forbidden West or Ragnarok drop. I think that's probably true of millions of people, Sark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've got to fix the supply issue before either of those games drop because those are their big hitters. Yeah. 
Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, brother. Uh, that said, it is surprising that Microsoft. We, uh, I, we, we, I was talking on on one of Boom shows about this. Is it's like you have so many IP Microsoft now. Now you have so much like you have a lineage now. You know you have so many rare IP that you can use. Yep. You you know you have so much Bethesda now IP that you're going to use. It's yep. like why haven't we seen some games that like fans really do want? You know, they, they well, we've got a perfect dark, but like, why not a banjo? Why not a killer instinct? Yeah. Like, why haven't we seen some of the things that I think we really, I think the fans really, really want? And yeah. um, I know for me, like, banjo plays a huge part in my childhood. That's a game I always wanted, never could get. So that was a blockbuster game. I'd always yeah, get to okay. a certain yeah. part of that game, never gotten, gotten to beat it, beat it because we had to return it the next day. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I love banjo. That that needs that that needs some proper love. And it's not like they don't have the design. The design's there. Yeah, it's in Smash. Use it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it doesn't seem. I mean, good platforming um, design. Like you, you, your point is the blueprints there. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you just need to put the team together. But I mean, they're now talking. Yeah. You know, last time we checked in with Xbox, if you include Bethesda, of course, they're nearing five thousand developers in first party. And they're continuing to staff up. I mean, they have hundreds of positions open. It's like you, you can make a good banjo game with a team of 30, 40 people. Yeah. Um, I mean, come on. Anyway, uh, I'll, Mitch, I'll get off Mitch Doe actually saw this in chat. New Vegas remake. Let's go. What's I up, would Mitch? terrorize some folks in that game. Hey, he's a new watcher. Thank you for coming by, brother. New Vegas remake. Yeah, I mean, that's probably top of the list for Fallout fans, for sure. Yeah. No doubt. 100%. I mean, I, I just want to see, you know, just do something, man. That's all. I'm <laughs> just, do, just do something. <laughs> do something. It's not like, like, what do we get? Like that Phantom Dust remake or what? What the hell was that garbage? You, you hey. know, oh, shit. Right. That was a game. That was yeah. a game. Right. Yeah. And then they re-released yeah. it and remastered it or redid it or something. Yeah. I don't know how many people asked for that. Probably not as many that asked for Banjo. I'd no. rather see a Banjo game. 100%. I think they tried to do what like Sony did with Demon Souls on that one. Yeah, they did. It's like, Don't. hey, here's the thing. You want, you want this thing? It's it's obscure. There's a cold fall. Oh shit, nobody wants this thing. Yeah, there's just, <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, Stubbs the Zombies coming back next month. You ready yeah, for that? What the hell, man? It's so weird. Like, just remaster a banjo. Even start there, you know, and, and give us, you know, something there. To be honest with you, yeah, I I would take if you if you did like a banjo one and two collection. You know what I mean? Right. Put them together in one collection and re, like rare replay remaster them. Oh man, I'd still be all over that because they're right. great games. It's it's a good starting point anyway, you know. To to, you know, probably something that that won't take as you know, it's not as labor intensive. Like you said, they have you know, thousands of developers now. You know, I don't know how they're you know, branched off or where they're at and everything. But I mean, you could do something. Yeah, you can do something. We just gotta start, I, you know, seeing some shit. Let's do it. Yeah, I and, and it feels, Dan, and I know Joe, you have the same conversations, but it feels like we've had this same conversation for a long time now. And I, I've been the one to preach. Obviously, game development takes a lot of time, um, and and you can't just buy a studio and say, "Here, make a game." You know, there's a lot that goes into the structure and and culture and everything else that goes into making a game. But you know, um, there will come a point as we continue to have this conversation months and over you know, month over month, year after year, um, where if we don't see the fruits of all this conversation and all these IPs and everything else, it's going to, you know, questions are going to start to be asked, right? And I think we're going to get there. It's just, it's a long tail. 
yeah, it's a waiting game. We got to be patient. Yeah, but not for Banjo. You you guys had literally decades. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no reason that shouldn't already be back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, so, just a quick update: uh, Epic Game Showcase this week, um, which is kind of interesting, and I thought I'd touch on it because one thing I found really interesting. So, first. Games are going to PC that we normally uh, didn't expect to go to PC. For instance, Kingdom Hearts is going to PC now uh, via Epic Game Store. Uh, Axiom Verge 2, prior Switch exclusive, at least at launch, mm -hmm. is now launching on the Epic Game Store as well. But the one that's interesting here in this video is Oddworld Soulstorm, mm -hmm. which, you know, is the next Oddworld game that we saw in the PS5 showcase, um, is apparently coming to PC as well. And they said for a spring release, which I found interesting. So that would likely mean, of course, that Soulstorm is going to launch probably the first half of the year, somewhere, um, you know, April, May, June timeframe as a PS5 game as well. But we still mm -hmm. haven't kind of seen the final, you know, footage or release date for that. But that would mean that PS5, because I'm pretty sure that's PS5 only, not PS4. Do you know, Joe? Uh, I, I don't know for sure, but I would say PlayStation, just with an asterisk. Okay, so for, okay, cross gen, yeah. potentially. Per, per, yeah, I'll look that up right now. Okay, that, well, that that every time they put on that trailer for the 80th time, I'm like, come on, man, this, I don't I don't care about this, you know. <laughs> so all I was gonna say is that would uh, you know between um, now Ratchet, we have a, a launch date for obviously Death Loops in May, which I'm pumped yeah. about. Um, you got Returnal, and if you get Odd World in there too, uh, along with Kina which is probably coming in the first half of the year too, right? You're looking at one hell of a nice first half of the year for uh, PS5 owners, no doubt. Yeah. It looks, it, it's looking good. It really is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for Kina. I'm very, I'm very curious to see when that game's really coming out. Cause they said March and then all of a sudden yeah. they're like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Their, la their last <laughs> one was uh first half of 2021. Yeah. So, my guess is that's going to be a game they push either late June, you know what I mean? Like right on that tail end. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That, yeah. I would love to see that game come out in March, but that at this point, no. I think Sony jumped the gun on that at CES. I think probably that is like a July-ish game. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Almost I mean, they need to spread it out anyway. Pretty much. That's, yeah. yeah. Gotta space it out. April yeah. and May, we've talked about a couple weeks now, but I mean, I can't get over how many games are coming out in April and May. It's It's way too many. Yeah. Um, it's just it's packed and games you know what happens in that in those situations right you're going to have a a quality game uh, i hope it's not uh death loop that gets overlooked you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah i feel bad i feel like death loop is i just because arcane has a knack of of making a really interesting game that for some reason doesn't encapsulate the way that it should in gamers' eyes because like games like Dishonored too are fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, I always like, preach about Prey. I, again, like Prey has some really great ideas in there as well. Like people, people are like, meh. I know, I know. It's a shame. So anyway, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes of that. But no, you're not an Odd World fan, man. Don't care about it. It freaked me out as a kid um, when I saw <laughs> his lips were like, uh, like you know, sewn shut. That freaked uh -huh. me out, and I never. Mm -mm. Because <laughs> right. of that, I was out. Yeah, they're good games. Um, I grew up because uh, the original Odd World um, back then uh, it was on the original Xbox as well, and it was one of the 
you know, the original Xbox when it launched didn't have a huge game lineup. You know, they were trying to kind of get deals, and Oddworld was one of those games I remember just playing a lot at that time. Um, yeah. So it's always held like a special spot for me. So, yeah. uh, Darren Woodford, what's up, brother? Mr. Bad Boy, joke from Boom Show. Mm, hello, <laughs> <Darren>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So speaking oh, of games and showcases, E3. So E3 came out this week, or I should say the ESA came out this week uh, to talk about E3. And they've already confirmed, you know, in February, which I can't blame them because, you know, there's no way we're going to be in a travel state for everyone by June. But uh, E3 is coming back in 2021, but it'll be digital only again. Um, The interesting thing here, and I don't know, I know Dan and I have talked about this, Joe, but, Mm -hmm. you know, last year when they they kind of did this, uh, you know, you had Summer Game Fest, right, which Keeley tried to organize and. And then you had all these other events, but it just felt really disjointed and none of it felt special. Um, it just, you know, it didn't feel like the conferences we used to get. So what the ESA said is it's all digital. However, um, they are going to do a three day weekend event in June. I think it's June 14th to 16th. I'm going off memory there, mm-hmm. um, which is going to kind of replicate what we would have in a normal E3. Uh, with two-hour keynote conferences. So I think they're trying to get the big boys in to do a keynote conference, right? Um, They will have a preview night and week for media, et cetera, ahead of time. And then they're also going to have a space to highlight smaller publishers and content creators. I would presume people like um, uh, Devolver Digital, those type of publishers that are smaller, Rebellion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Keeley did say that he's not involved in this. He is focusing on Summer Game Fest separately. Um, so I find this kind of interesting. Um, you know, I love E3. I just love everything E3 represents. I know, obviously, all the business complications and pulling out and the money and all that. I'm not, you know, I don't care. I'm not involved in that aspect. I love seeing the showcase of the games. Yeah. Um, so I think if they're going to do a digital event, this is how I'd like to see it done where you can plan for this two or three day period where it's like, all right, here's where we're going to get, going to get all the big stuff like we used to let's plan on it. And everyone kind of sit back with some popcorn and have some fun. Yeah. I I hope they can replicate that. But on the flip side, the rumor of this is it's hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever the ESA wants to be involved with it. And as we've seen from a digital front companies now as big as Xbox and PlayStation and Nintendo, et cetera, they don't need E3. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know what this looks like in its final form by the time we get to June. Guess thing. Uh, man, it's not going to look good for him. <laughs> I definitely think uh, I'm, I'm very much on like Jeff Keeley's line of thought here. I think um, for me, I, I think Jeff Keeley's is the thing that's even more marketable or palatable to a big corporation like Microsoft, PlayStation, Ubisoft, all those guys. Um, the thing is, I, I you know, when Jeff Keeley, once the E3 news got out, he announced Summer Game Fest is coming back. You know, the comments were like, it better not be months long. And he's like, no, it's going to be like less than a month long. Yeah. And um, what I would really want to see, because like when you read what they want, e3 to be it's like this three-day digital event you pay your way in to get spotlighted um we want interactive demos you know for gamers to play and i'm like that's a lot of work and finesse to do and i think their vision is a little bit more grandiose than i think um than i think a lot of publishers kind of want to do Mm. so like 
and I just don't think they have the people to pull it off. Cause you saw last year, like, yeah, Jeff pulled out and then another production company pulled out. Yep. Um, I, I, I don't think ESA being a bunch of people on a board, you know, being voted on by committee has really the way to finesse their way to make a successful conference. We've heard even before, you know, e, you know, E3 had was in this death spiral because of the Rona that it needed to change, that it couldn't be this yes. weird combination of corporate and fans. It needed to be, you know, something else. And, and PAX, uh, the people that run PAX went up to them and like, hey, let's let's do this if you if you're if you want this to be more commercial. And they shot that down. So like which was stupid. Very stupid. Opinion. Very yeah. stupid. So like to me, the history shown that you don't make the right moves and as where Jeff, we've seen him, yeah, make some bad mistakes with Summer Game Fest, but actively shown that he's learning from them. And I think the Game Awards are a perfect example of him definitely righting a lot of the wrongs and mistakes he made. And mm-hmm. I think knowing he would, um, and he 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 kind of made arguably the best show that they have, even with Rona. So. I feel like if you're Jeff, you know you have the cachet, you know you have the marketing, the PR ability, and you understand. I think one thing that all these publishers kind of uh, kind of want is acknowledgement of when everybody's doing their thing. So if I'm Jeff, I'm like, hey gang, I have this this thing carved up in July, right? Here's when you know you know, we're being transparent with you. Here's when Microsoft would be up. Here's when PlayStation would be up. Here's when this, that, and the other thing, giving everybody their day in the, in the spotlight so that they don't have to worry about what everybody else is doing. They have a firm, you know, template at the same exact time. You can have it where it's like, yeah, this is a festivist for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And we're just putting out these whole, you know, we're putting out this planner that like, there's panels that you can listen to, whether it's like, hey, tips of becoming an aspiring voice actor. You know, here's what development looks like on indie games. Here's what, you know, AAA game takes or what, here's, uh, you know, a story of of, uh, of like animators, how to animate in games and whatnot. You can have those little mini things in there, too, to make it feel like what an actual convention is, because yeah. a lot of conventions isn't just about waiting on a six hour line to play that one game that you'll play in three months and then end up going, eh, it's a seven. <laughs> it's really about sitting in the panels, listening to people that are way smarter than you talk about the thing you're passionate in. So you learn a little something. And I think that, it, you know, you get people in the door with the Microsoft Sony's uh, <clears throat> and you get people and, and, and fans that are passionate about this eyes on where I don't think E three can do successfully because mm. i think like you know and this will be the end of the rant that <laughs> e3 thinks that they have the clout when microsoft sony ubisoft ea activision all of them yeah. they have the power yeah and it's it's, right. kind of, it's kind of like a skinny dude bullying like this huge jock it's <laughs> no it's the other way around where it's like oh, the only thing microsoft doesn't want to do is get overshadowed by by sony the only yeah. thing sony w- doesn't want to do is be overshadowed by microsoft so if you give these people some compromises here or there you could you can make an awesome event you know yeah yeah no i'm with you i'm with you and, and otis comments what's up otis yeah, basically like a lobbying arm, whereas Jeff's not. And I think you're right about Jeff. Um, you know, I, I I don't really like the guy, but that's mm-hmm. neither here nor there. I can't take away from him. I shook his hand. He has very soft hands. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't I take away from him what he's been able to 
to accomplish and produce. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's obviously he, it's obvious he works very hard at those things. So, yeah. um, yeah. I, I, and you know, to your point about, uh, you know, PlayStation has already basically, they already said previously, we don't need E3, you know, and they don't, um, Nintendo obviously doesn't, whatever Nintendo does is going to catch fire. Yeah. Um, and now if you think about it, you know, you used to have, uh, obviously Xbox, but even Xbox was in their own theater. Um, they just kind of were there across the street. Um, Bethesda did their own thing. Ubisoft did their own thing. Right. But now you, people forget you have Microsoft and Bethesda. They're one. So yeah. they, they can do a mega show if they wanted to together, um, yeah. and kind of bring together what Xbox and Bethesda are going to bring in the future, which would be something new as well. We've never seen before. Yeah. They have their own arena. Like yeah. literally across the street from they have their own arena in Vegas. They have their own theater in LA yeah. and they're one company now for their theater. Yeah. Yeah. That it, it's insane. Yeah. Like I, I don't understand. I kind of get the lobbying part, but it, it's not like if you were going to have a live show, there's all these costs and stuff that are going to be, you know, there for you. You got to hire people. You got to rent the space. You got to do all this other stuff. You got to set every, everything has costs. There is mm -hmm. a lot less cost doing a digital event. I'm guessing, you know, I mean, I could make something, you know, right now. It. You know, I mean, I could. I mean, give me a break. I mean, give me a couple hours, you know, send me some videos, you know, of, you know, this guy talking about whatever he's, you know, talking about or do an interview, whatever. Slap it together. Throw it up on YouTube. SG Showcase 2021. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> I can do it for you. And I know nothing about video editing. All right. So if you're going to tell me that you're going to pay me six figures and let's just, you know, go on a low end. It's a hundred thousand dollars you know, for a small indie dev, you know, <clears throat> to go into their, you know, go in and, and get some screen time for like five minutes. Get the hell out of here with that shit. You know, what you need to do is what Keely needs to do. And I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I'm not a huge fan of the guy, but I respect what he's done. Yeah. You know, get this thing together, get advertisers, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to make your money from, you know, you know, sell time for that kind of shit for commercials or whatever you got to do and then put your event together yeah there's a lot that goes in behind the scenes and you're going to need more than like five people obviously but you're not going to need this kind of money to pull off a digital event not like you would you know and, and like you guys at microsoft sony they don't give they don't have to do this right. you know and, and so i mean they just need to die off at this point <laughs> i mean esa e3 e3 for me you know and from talking to you and, and some other guys it seems more like an event where, you know, it kind of brings gamers together, but it was, it's never really, you know, always been like just about that. It's not always just about the fans, you know, it's right. about no. the developers. It's about, you know, you know, the, the companies and everything like that, but you don't, yeah. what, I don't understand what they need, yeah. you know, this money for to put on a, you know, a digital event that they're probably not going to be really making any of the, you know, what you're seeing on there. It's going to be mostly made from other people. Yeah. You know, i.e., the devs, or you know, it, it this I, whole thing needs to go. I got a question I, for you guys. I, think, I, I, sorry, go for it. No, no, one, one quick point. I think that's what Joe's point was is right. Yeah. Essentially, these companies is you're you're asking for hundreds of thousand dollars because you believe you have the clout that they can demand no several hundred thousand dollars, but <laughs> that the ESA is out of touch, they don't, right? Yeah, yeah, they have nothing, they have nothing no. at all. And you know they 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 have no hand as in Seinfeld. You know right. you know you always trying I to need get some hand. hand. You have no hand. They have yeah. zero hand, and they're trying to do this. And, you know, coming off a year, you know where they also expose 
you know, hundreds of people's, you know, personal information, you know, that's not, I a got great that email. Look. That was fun. Awesome. <laughs> you know, it, it, and, and, yeah. and what Keely did, and I think, you know, in a short amount of time, you know, because everything just kind of exploded right, you know, in May and June with the, you know, with the virus and, and you didn't have a ton of time. You've had a year to plan this now. Yeah. Now yeah. you can, you have something that can be a little bit more succinct, not so spread out. That can be, you know, like what ESA wants to do, but, you know, and you can do it for, he can do it probably just with his connections, you know, and he, you know, he knows how much, you know, how the game awards run and how much, you know, right. advertising money that he made from that, you know, and how, you know, that's, that's, you have to be able to cover your costs, make a little bit of money on the side. He makes money doing other stuff, I'm sure, you and, know, with and- soft hands and. <laughs> so I was about to say, yeah. my one, my one thing, because when I run into a lot of podcasts, I'm very indifferent on the man. I, you know, I, I, I like what he does for the industry in terms of, uh, you know, like the game awards and stuff. Agreed. What is the skepticism? What, what is it about Jeff Healy that it's you guys mostly aren't... his Kojima love? It's unhealthy. <laughs> it's really not great. Fair. Um, you know, other than that, really, I mean, the guys, you know, he's obviously a, a, a big fan of Kojima. You know, like like that. I don't know why that bothers me so much. I mean, it, it, it's like an unhealthy bad, obsession. It is an unhealthy yeah. obsession. Yeah. Like I feel like things have happened behind the scenes that <laughs> nobody will ever know about. You know, and 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 which is fine. I just you know try not to be so you know try to hide it a little bit. You know, a little bit of like, hey, look, this is my friend. You know, yeah. Dale. My thing is his personality. Yeah, like I just I'm I'm big on reading people and how they mm-hmm. interact with other people, and he just he rubs me the wrong way. He doesn't, yeah. give uh-huh. me, he, he seems partially arrogant, partially, I, I don't know. There's he's just got very little... dead eyes too. Like if you look <laughs> him in his face, he looks like he's like completely lost, yeah. but he's like super smart. I mean, he knows yeah. all of the shit. I'm just saying he just looks, he looks dead inside, Yeah, you know, but also, I, you know, I did something weird. really stupid when I met him. I was like, Hey Jeff, I just want to say that. I pre-. It was like the first like famous person in this industry. I'm at, as I said, thank you for everything you've done. He's like, Oh, thank you, man. Like he was really nice to me. And I was like, Hey, and also like, I love the, like the new award you got. It's way better than that dumb monkey. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did a lot better this time around. Like, I should, I just should just said I like the award. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> but like, I because like a lot of people are like, oh, he's a Sony fanboy. I'm like, I don't think necessarily it's that. He was raised with you know, like you know, he was raised in a in a house of filmmakers. You know, talk about like the the golf club and riding your caddy like a tauntaun to get the golf ball. Like he's in that type of household. So like to me, I'm like, he has doesn't probably does not care one bit about that whatsoever like to me i do feel like it's more the dan thing where i think i think it's been learned over time as he's made those mistakes or had to do those compromises with like dorito gate it's like sometimes it's just in your face like jeff you are not you're not winning me over on this you've you've never eaten a dorito Cool Ranch or Nacho Cheese in your life. You've you've been strictly keto for like at least seventeen goddamn years. Like you're not you're not fooling me here. You know um, that that's that's and when he talks like a little bit more candid about it off interviews, it's very much like, yeah, I've had to do that out of sacrifice, not those things that I've actually wanted to do, but they were needed to do. Mm. And no, I, that's I, why like, I, I, you got to respect like, them. You got to respect him yeah. just because of what he's done, you know, in that arm of the industry, right? Like, like the game awards or, you know, while we all watch it for not necessarily the awards, we really watch it for the cool, you know, 
the the world premieres and whatever else you know <laughs> that's what we watch it for i got and, you i got you, know, you right and exclusive world premiere the shit yeah, out exactly. of me. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I'm here. I am reading chat, and then all of a sudden, an omnipotent voice from above. <laughs> like, oh my god! I mean, yeah. you, you know, he's got those connections in the industry, so he's a good person that can you know, he can facilitate all that stuff. You right. know, now he just needs that that group, you know, to you know, kind of consolidate into his little summer of gaming or whatever it is he wants to do. And I, you know, it, it's one or the other. You're gonna have. Either the ESA do theirs, and then you know it could be both. Maybe yeah. they both do it. I just don't see the point. Number one, in both doing it, and number two, in paying, you know, a uh, a company like the ESA for screen yeah. time, basically, when anybody can make a video yeah. and upload it to YouTube. Yeah, and exactly, see, you, you need eyes on it. That's yeah, it's that's well, where Jeff is good. He's good at that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, I think that's why I pulled this up earlier, is because. This is what I think gets lost a little bit. I mean, most of us are focused on Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and then Bethesda, Ubisoft, yeah. the big, big conferences, right? Because they're the big AAA titles and, and what we're really focused on. But I have seen a lot of small developers and small publishers talk about E3 as being a place where it's one of the few places annually where they can actually get seen and meet yeah. with fans because they don't have the same clout, for lack of a better word, right? If they put a video up on YouTube, it may get a few thousand views. And so they can benefit from from the public, you know, from the deals with places like E3 or PAX or whatever Keeley's doing, et cetera. So E3 traditionally had been the biggest annual show uh, in terms of volume and eyes and everything else. So when that just goes away for them, uh, it becomes tough. And I don't know what it looks like. You know, maybe E3 needs to cater more to those type of developers and just let the big boys do their thing. And I think that is, yeah, I I think that's where I think Jeff and Pax could really come into play. Um, I think Jeff sees this as a moment where it's like a, you know, David and Goliath type of thing. But I think he has the momentum, the credibility more than that to outpace, outmaneuver and, you know, dethrone E3. I think he knows what he can do. And I think, you know, he... he his advantage is I made all my mistakes last year uh, and I've learned from all of them. E3 still has not learned Jack Diddley from anything because they didn't even have a show. So they're still in yeah. this like, you know, idealistic way of thinking. Um, so I think that's where we're going to see this matchup. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I do think Jeff is going to come out ahead because look, we're not going to be at conventions in the next two, three years. You know, most people are going to probably bow out. I've even seen some PR people going, I'm immune compromised. So if you think you're getting my ass to a convention anytime after 2021, you're delusional at best. So like, you know, I, I feel like the industry needs a better way to talk to the little developers. And I think that's why you need, you know, uh, like the indie showcase, if you're Nintendo, I think you need that mm -hmm. uh, you know shoe with the indie initiative at PlayStation. That's why you need you know um, the ID at Xbox over there as well to kind of search for these for for the talent. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. You know, because the the format that they've announced, like we started this topic with, is really the format that we've been used to seeing when they were in person. 
Um, but we don't know if the big boys or anyone else for that matter are going to jump in on this or they're going right. to do their own thing. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll see what happens, but one thing's for sure. I think, I think overwhelmingly we all agree on between summer game fest, E3, whatever else happens, please make it more organized than last year. Cause last yeah. year was a freaking disaster. I mean, there also for the next segment, uh, oops, someone's yelling at me from above, but for the next segment, could we do a, uh, a thing where, we put the banner up in the beginning of the show for just this whole entire segment. You know, the oh. sex one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. We yeah. Can do that. yeah. I wonder yeah, what my mother it. was let's yelling about, but you got, you, I'll mute my mic while I find out. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, what's up, man? Graham, what's going on? Good to see you guys. And uh, yeah, so we're going to jump over into uh, really what uh, equates to, I just want, this is more of a conversational topic. Uh, which is really, you know, we know 343 is continuing to hire. There are over 500 people now at 343 Industries. Obviously, Infinite's the core focus coming out later this year. But, uh, you know, they've spoken a few times about new projects in the Halo universe um, and what, um, you know, what else they could expand because the Halo universe is far bigger than people realize, most people because of the books and everything else. So I know, Dan, this isn't really your, your thing, but... Knowing what you think about, you know, multiplayer kind of not being your gig for Infinite, and you'll play the campaign, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. I think, and I, I don't think you've really touched on any of the extended universe, right, Dan, in Halo? As far as reading like, the books, the no, comics. No, okay. So, you know, thinking about it in that space, for someone like you who doesn't get into the competitive multiplayer much, um, but can appreciate the kind of the sci fi aspects, right, and what the Halo universe mm -hmm. brings, if 343 were to set out with a second team, game development team, and create a new project in that universe, what would you like to see from this? Give me Halo Tactics. Right. Halo Tactics. Yeah. Uh, Halo Wars? Not Halo Wars. Not like not, not more like a more like a like Gears Tactics. Okay. You like know, a, like, a, a more like XCOM-ish, you know. XCOM, yeah, thank you. Right, yeah. Not, I mean, but you know, Halo Wars was was great. You know, actually I really loved that game. You know, it was you know, kind of more of a Age of Empires kind of thing, um, but oh, Age of Empires, yeah, so it's such a good game. <laughs> Why <Man. does> both <laughs> whisper? It's so good. <laughs> I got real it's a all it's of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Halo Tactics. I mean, you know, or you, you know, when they did like Reach, that was awesome. Still, my favorite Halo game. Um, yeah. It was. I, I don't know, like what you got to kind of keep you, you you've got some options like you never want to go see like a third person you know game from halo i mean i, I it just does it's it's not it it's, yeah. it's a first person shooter it always will be so you know you, you don't have a, i guess a ton of options you could do it doesn't have to be i mean it doesn't have to be what a, well, FBI? I mean, you know, this is assuming that Infinite and whatever is to come of Infinite, because they've alluded to a lot, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that core mainline Halo with Chief and Arbiter and everything else is over here. Right. There's this over here, whatever this other Halo project is, it doesn't have to be first person. It can be no, whatever I mean, you want it, it to be. It can be whatever, but I mean, it just seems like, you know, Halo War, you've got Halo Wars. I mean, like I said, Halo, the Halo Tactics kind of game would be really cool okay. i think you know and, and explore you know depending on the storyline for infinite and everything that's going on you know you can tie it into that just like they did with you know gears um I, i'm 
I just don't know. Like when I think Halo, I think of you know it's a first-person shooter. It always will sure. be to me. So it's hard for me to picture it, you know, in a different kind of genre of game. Like you, you know, you. I don't know if you could do something like, you know, RPG-ish. You know, because that's, it, that's it, what I was gonna say. What if, I mean, you know, this is a stretch, obviously. Yeah. But RPG. since we're this out there, what about a Mass Effect style game in the Halo universe? Like with, yeah, man, I, I have no idea how that would well, work. That, that's what I mean. Like Chief, Chief is obviously the face of Halo, right? He's right. always going to. But there are so many more characters and so many more yeah, things yeah. that go on in the extended universe. You could make uh, you could make a RPG about the ODSTs. You can make an mm-hmm. RPG about the different Spartan branches, you know, and, and there's so many things you could do. It doesn't have to have Chief or Katana or Arbiter at all. Right. Um, like a space battle game, you know, people have asked for that. Where you do like, uh, like where's the Tom Clancy in space game, man? Give me a squad based shooter as ODSTs infiltrating whatever. I don't care. Just give me the ability to drop as an ODST just in like some like swamp sci fi wildlands type or, game, yeah, like a yeah. sci fi division two or something, yeah, yeah. Like, like let me let me team, like like seal team six something like let yeah, me do that dude. that'd be awesome yeah, yeah. that's, that's what me. I that's what I mean I'd like to see and I it's taken a long time but we keep talking about it they they're branching out and I think you know they've made a lot of comments around expanding more or diving more into the Halo universe and I I don't think it's beyond the realm that we're going to start to see more games like we're talking about completely different yeah. from mainline Halo. And I think it like because when we think of Halo, it is first person, for sure. But like the difficulty is like how do you how do you branch out? I think Halo Wars had an attempt and didn't really because that that genre is so you know yeah so critically small. acclaimed but didn't sell crazy you know yeah it's so awesome. like and it's a great game. Both games are fantastic, by the way. Yeah. So like, I, and you can't necessarily do a third person game because. Um, you're going to eat into that gears market. So like, it's just, I would love to see them do something different. I would love to see them take some new characters and broaden them out. I would love the MCU effect, man. Where like, yeah, chief is why you come here. You know, he's the Iron Man. He's the one that cashes the checks, but like (laughs) you got some other people in that universe, all with their own unique flair, maybe have an Avengers style meetup to fight the banished. Like that'd be Fucking yeah. cool shit. Yeah. Like origin of the Arbiter and his story individually. Yeah. Do all kinds of stuff like that. yeah. But again, yeah. that's that's a hard sell because how do you put the Arbiter on the box that's not human cell? That's or not like, what I'm sorry. Like that's not a human. Because a, a, a lot of people, you know, you you need some a, a face that's like oh, recognizable type uh, of yeah, thing. Uh, like, likely uh, protagonist style. Yeah. 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 yeah I wouldn't mind seeing like an Atriox. Like Atriox, badass he, character. He's badass. Yeah. So I mean, like something like from his point of view, like you know, when he, you know, going from before the Halo Wars two stuff, yeah, you know, just kind of explore that area, you know, of him, you know, going through these battles and yeah. being I don't know why crap out of people. I thought of an office style sitcom with Atriox and got me out of life. <laughs> 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 like, oh, I just don't think the council gets where I'm coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Atriox yeah. is uh, confirmed to be in um, Infinite, and uh, Infinite okay. actually takes place timeline after Halo Wars 2. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I build that universe, make the game you want. You know, that's yeah. even if it's a racer. I got a question for Dan now. 
Yeah. This was just for you because you, you get it. Spanish mothers, right? Yeah. She's young them. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, but my, my mom is actually Polish. My dad is Puerto Rican, but uh-huh. I have my aunts, 100%. Yes, go for it. I was going to say, I was just like, is it just a Hispanic thing where, you know, the weekends is where everybody like eats their dinner slash lunch? It's like a midday thing. Yeah. You have a fiesta. Yeah. yeah it's we crazy. Used to, I don't like it's it. It's funny because we used to go over to my uh, grandparents' house and they lived in Chicago like in the city, right next door to each other. Like you couldn't have planned this any better. Yeah. Like and 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 so we'd like jump from house to house. We'd go over here and have like something and then we'd jump over here for the food over here and then we'd come back and like Thanksgivings were awesome. It was <laughs> you know, it was cold as hell. But yeah, I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 so loud. And it's always it's always like, hey, I, I like I let her know. I'm like, hey, now listen. Gonna have a show upstairs, and then she rolls her eyes and like another one. I'm like, yeah, I know, I do too many. And she's like, okay, I won't say anything. And then she'll do something that is the loudest thing possible. <laughs> you know, I love it. Yep. I have nothing to add in this segment whatsoever. So yeah. I think we have to cap it with Boo Luke. Just Boo. Yeah, I actually think that was a plan by Luke. <laughs> God, Luke sucks. Oh man. Well, we'll see what uh three four three is up to. Obviously the. Twenty twenty one is infinite. I mean, that's that's the focus. Yeah. Um, so they should just focus on that for now. Yeah, and, and you know, the, at least we got a little confidence, a little, in Joseph Stoughton coming out and saying that the game is content complete and playable beginning to end. And you know, basically, all these next what six eight months is just polish. Um, but people often forget, you know, the campaign. It's not the smaller piece of the story, but they're launching a free to play global multiplayer game um which has massive expectations on it um especially competing in the call of duty warzone space apex space fortnite space so uh yeah they've got a lot of work to do i'm sure Mm -hmm. see it man yeah i know i know we keep talking about it man anyway let's move on to some results uh one of these is going to be fun for you dan uh first let's talk about the craziness with take two um because grand theft auto 5 for whatever reason, and we never figure it out, continues to sell bonkers. Uh, 2020, they said, was the best year for Grand Theft Auto V since launch in 2013. It sold more copies in 2020 than any year since 2013 when it launched. Um, And it has now sold over 140 million copies, which by my count, going on, you know, the various charts makes it, if you exclude kind of free to play games, uh, it, it makes it, I think top three best-selling yeah. games all time alongside Tetris and Minecraft. That's gross. Um, which, to Joe's earlier point about Grand Theft Auto, is crazy because Tetris and Minecraft can be played by anyone, anywhere, any age. Where Grand Theft Auto Five, it's not really that type of game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> so to the fact that a mature game, a heavily mature game, yeah. has sold that much, it's just it's incredible, man. Absolutely We're never going to see six. Right. Well, that's where it gets interesting. So uh, the other stat I love to see is Red Dead Redemption 2 continues Mm -hmm. to sell extremely well. It's at 36 million copies now, which, again, if you think about it, that's, you know, from a singular title, that's above anything else we talk about, even Nintendo. I mean, we were talking, what, a couple weeks ago about how absurd Animal Crossing is with 31 million sold. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's in less than a year. So technically it's better than Red Dead. But the point remains, not many games sell that many copies. 
Um, but here's the really crazy thing. And I, I couldn't really make sense of this in the press release when I read it. Take-Two says they have 93 games in development, 72 of which are for console and PC. Because everyone immediately thought, well, it's going to be like 60 shitty mobile games, right? <laughs> 72 games in development for console and PC. How, what does that even mean? How's that How's that possible? I, it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, that that's, I, I really don't because they're and not. So they, it's, I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say it's on our site. Uh, like 40 some are existing IP. 30 some are like new IP. What in the hell, man? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, man, like this will it, we will come to a time where this is Microsoft. You know what I mean? This is <laughs> yeah, them eventually. printing out these things. Um, yeah. Are they trying to be the next like THQ in terms of like the games that they make, where it's more double A than triple A? It seems like it. I don't um, know. But unless, unless those, of those seventy two is like NBA two K. <laughs> PGA yeah. 2K, 21, 22, 23, 24. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, know. I guess it could be because, you know, if they do it like EA, they just release the next one. It's like, yeah, yeah we're, we're developing 2K 22, but that's actually going to be 2K 23 <laughs> through 2K 27. Yeah, that's 93% of 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy to me. So I, I just thought I'd shout that out because one, the sales are crazy. But when I saw the number of titles in development, I was kind of mind blown. And they said there's going to be news on some major titles in the next couple months. Their focus is more frequent releases, which we're starting to hear from more and more publishers. Yes. Um, so yeah, I just, 72 titles doesn't even make sense. I mean, even if you say you even count little games, free games, whatever, 72 games is still absurd to think about. Yeah, it's insane to me. Um, right. Well, oh, I, I'm just looking at their their. It doesn't even look. They only have like twenty something actual studios or developers. You know, underneath their, they've got a lot of former developers. But I don't. How the hell? That means they all have to be working on like almost four different IPs a piece. Yeah, I mean that's insane. I don't know how it adds up. I've talked to other people about it. We can't we can't do the math. It doesn't work. So oh I guess we'll see in the coming months. But to to uh, Joe's point, you know, there's only a few games that people really want to see, and Grand Theft Auto Six is at the very top of that list by a long, long shot. Oh yeah. Um, there is the rumor, of course, and it's been going on for a while, but it kind of got more steam this week that a, a full remaster of Red Dead One in the Red Dead Two engine is coming, which. Perfect. Please, God, let that one be true. Please, because yeah. it's a better game. Stop it. Wow. Um, so much better. Like, online is I got to mute him again. Boo. Boo, That's Joe. That's fine. I'll speak the truth. Boo, I'll Joe. Speak the truth. Uh, online's just way better. Story's way better. John Marston, um, he's on par with Arthur Morgan. Man. Wow. I'm on mute yelling at you. Don't <laughs> exactly. Talk you muted Arthur. yourself. Don't talk about <laughs> I muted because I was about to type. <laughs> I, I will agree. With you. I, I do miss the Red Dead Online, the original. Yeah. That was so much fun. I mean, it was it was it was simple. It wasn't crazy. I have a feeling I know what Ains is doing here. Yeah. I don't know if I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. I do like it. Oh, there it is. Boo, Um. No, don't get me wrong. I adore yeah. Red Dead One. Fantastic game. I mean, that was one of my favorite games of all time. Um. You know when it came out, it's still up there. 
Um, I think Red Dead 2 is a better game, um, but, you know, for other reasons. I think Joe and I, or Dan and I have talked about this, right? What I think makes Red Dead 2 a better game, a lot of it is the world, how it feels, how lively it is, the animals. Like, it's just that world is incredible. So if they can take that world, bring Red Dead 1 into it with John and that story and everything, then now you're talking. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Also, you bring Undead Nightmare in there. Oh, yeah. You, it's got to include that. That's the to. thing with Red Dead 2 that lost me. It tried way too much to lean into the simulator and not like, hey, we can have some fun here, too. Like, you know, we can we can we can make shooting mechanics that are modern. And like Red Dead 2 or, or Re the original Red Dead, like you had like, I believe Sasquatch, if I'm not mistaken. Like you had the Undead Nightmare that was like awesome as all hell. Like have fun with this at the same exact time. You can make that period piece, but then have these really fun expansions. I'm really hoping maybe that's the 72 games they're, they're making. <laughs> fun expansions for the multiplayer. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Hassan's in the house. He tells you what. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Red Dead 2 is Hassan's favorite game of all time. So, yeah, he's on, he's mm -hmm. on board. Let's jump over to Ubisoft because I know Dan's excited about this one. I'll start with the headliner. The headliner because you're wearing the shirt for it, Dan. That's right. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It is now the best-selling uh, Assassin's Creed game at launch for the franchise with the most revenue revenue ever generated for the franchise in a launch period. Yeah, it's because Ubisoft are a bunch of bastards. They like to charge so much money for these awesome freaking skins mm -hmm. that, you know, it, it, that drives me nuts. So there is part of your revenue. You know, I can't help that people are okay with only slightly above average games. We've gotten to this point as gamers that we embrace mediocrity and, and shun excellence. You know, so damn it, I pull I pulled Dan's cord, Joe. Buckle we're, in. We're in this we're in this state, you know, and also, you know, obviously this is gonna be, you know, one of those, well, we just released you know, the next gen consoles. Right. This is gonna be a next gen experience, you know. So it that's gonna lead a little bit towards the two. And I've always said, you know, a seven isn't a bad score. Very true. It's, it's, and it's we, we preach that, especially. Yes. yes. Yeah, it, it's not at all. It's just, you know, it, it's not even average. It's above average. So, yes, I mean, you, you have to understand that, you know, you have to push your push your games a little bit farther. And people love Vikings. Yeah. You know, they love it. You know, I, mean, I think and, that tied into some of the love. Yeah, it did yeah. for me. I know. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, and not, I love Vikings. Everybody loves Vikings. You know, it's, it's, it's a big... <laughs> We it's love them now. Thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Back then, <laughs> way more <laughs> controversial. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Much of the rape and stuff. But, yeah. you know, for the most part here, you know, now, I mean, and, and you maybe you're not getting that authentic Viking experience, but that's probably a good thing. You know? Yeah. So I understand why these numbers are, are the way they are. Totally makes sense to me. You know, people love this kind of stuff. You know, great. Go for it. Good job, Ubisoft, because now you can bring us another one that's also probably mediocre that randomly changes, you know, how skills are, you know, you know, thrown out there because they've changed it every single time. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Sure. sure. Wait, well, what, 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 where would you have ranked Odyssey? Odyssey is better, I think, than a lot better. Yeah, I would. It, it's 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 more. I don't know. It, it's a like little bit more consolidate at least. Yeah, I can't remember what I gave it because I think I reviewed it for the site. Uh, you did review Odyssey, I yeah. think either Maybe eight or nine. Yeah, I think okay. you were in the nine camp. Honestly, yeah, that's right. I gotta go back to Valhalla. I really, do. I um, I stopped midway through, and I, I feel like I need to, I need to, uh, 
I need to enter it with the next gen enhancements and not like yeah. I, I jumped back in with my previous save. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I, I do need to start over from this. So, so, so the next gen, yeah, I mean, the PS5 and Series X upgrade for Valhalla was awesome. I mean, it completely yeah. transformed the game um, because Dan was reviewing that. We got the codes, and so we started it on the One X, mm-hmm. yeah. and that was pretty rough, honestly. Uh, but yeah. once it got to Series X, it was it was really nice. A lot of chat on this. Um, all the expected stuff. So, you know where Faz is. Yeah, um, TPR is making this point, which I've heard is, a lot of people say. I, I will agree with that. That okay. is a very good statement. Okay, and uh, TPR seems to be in the camp, as I know a lot of you guys are, that Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima is a better Assassin's Creed game than uh, Assassin's Creed. Right. Now, see, I think the Ghost of Tsushima of love is a little overbearing. I don't think it was... I actually think Ghost of Tsushima is rated critically right where it belongs. It's like an eight to eight and a half. That's where I think yeah. Ghost of Tsushima sits, I and I'm exactly happy with that. But I, so many people are like, this is one of the greatest games of all time. I'm like, all right, you need to calm down. No, right. they, it's, it's, it's Assassin's God Creed Japan. God damn, my fat body. One sec, one sec. <laughs> what are you doing? Trying to show the collector's edition. Oh, nice. It's a, it's a, it's such a good collector's edition, you guys. Oh, the mask. Yeah, sorry, yeah. it blends in. I couldn't. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I, I, if I had the PlayStation light on as well, it would have fixed all the things. But. <laughs> yeah, I love Ghost. That was my game of the year last year. Okay, um, and it was I, for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I cheated on the trophy room because I was like, I have one favorite game that like makes me forget about Rona. And then it is The Last of Us if I'm trying to be realistic about it. And then um so I cheated. I had to. I feel like you can have, I feel like narrowing it down to only one, it's not fair anymore because there's so many <laughs> There's so many games. So, yeah. you know, we I don't want to take us completely off track here, but you know, Joe, as you're a PlayStation guy and love these games, mm-hmm. um, where do you sit on Last of Us Two? Uh, Last of Us 2 is a technical masterpiece. I don't think anybody can, who says, like, you know, like the animations or whatnot, yeah, or the environment, the yeah, yeah. thing, yeah, uh, stand out when it comes to the story. Um, it is gonna be the last Jedi of of, of video games <laughs> where it, it didn't give you the story that you wanted, and I yep. think The Last of Us isn't about that. It's not about the things you want. It's about the things you lose. Um, so for me, I just didn't like one of the love triangles. Okay. But I was always on the camp of the beautiful, the, the cool, the greatest thing about the, the Last of Us, the original game, spoilers for like a 10-year-old game at this point, is that you spent the entire game rationalizing with the villain of like, yeah, I would have done the same thing. And because you got to understand and go on that journey. Mm-hmm. And so yep. last that's of us where the part, ending was so beautiful in that game. Yeah. Cause you're like, shit, I would, I would have ended the world for, yep. for, for and my when, child. And when know? he, when, he, uh, yeah. Spoilers again. I mean, this is the core of the spoiler of mm-hmm. last of us one, but yeah. I'll pause it for a second. So you can mute if you need to. Um, but when he lies to Ellie at the end, mm-hmm. um, that always was like, that was like a dagger, you know, uh, at the end of that game. And that lie, and, and that lie coming full circle, yeah. and like the, I mean, the one thing that I think, I, I like, I did like overall the journey. The journey was just too long because yes, it, it was, was such 
an emotional roller coaster that it was toying with you this entire time and building up your expectations and then crashing down and build them up again. And that's why people are like, Oh man, this game is long as hell. It's like, it's a 20 hour game. Like it's, it's doable. It's just a lot. So I didn't like one of the love triangles because I always feel like that's just an easy out to do. But um, by taking a character, like when people are like, oh, I hate The Last of Us, but I loved Abby. I'm like, and and then they're like, but I hate the writing of this game. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you make such, like Abby is like someone you're supposed to root against. And then at the end you're rooting for, like that is terrific writing, if anything. So to me, it it, it was a great game, a technical masterpiece. I can totally understand if someone's just like, I hate this game. This game is bullshit. And I just throw it out. That's fine. Like I'll, I'll be like, yeah, you're right. And like they can like you know hammer on the things that they don't like about it. I'll be like, yeah, you're that's fair, fair to not like. Yeah. Like that's a valid criticism. I just think if they cut it by around five hours somewhere, yeah. you would have gotten a, a much they could have tightened it up. And yeah. I think not. I think Naughty Dogs found themselves in that problem again. We're on a completely different topic, but I think yeah. Naughty Dogs found themselves in that problem because I felt the same way about Uncharted Four. Yes. Charter 4, fantastic game, technically beautiful. I love Nathan Drake. It I love the flashback with his brother. Yeah. It just it just kept going and going mm-hmm. and going. And it's like you didn't need this. It didn't need yeah. to be like this. And um, like Uncharted 4, I'm like, great game, not my favorite in the series. Me uh, too. Lost, Leg- two. Lost two. Legacy is my favorite. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I'm on the uh, two camp, but two's two's all excellent. I think that's where they need to be. Is like, let's make this like 10 hour game. And I think that's where they really hit their stride because like that story is fucking great. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with the last okay. one. So if you told no, me you I hated had to it, ask. that's fair. I had to ask. Um, not to, again getting back to Red Dead oh, is uh, what, I think that was sec, one of though. the one of the um, biggest problems of Red Dead Two. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Last of Us Two. Yeah. It didn't need to be the campaign didn't need to be as long as it was. It kind of went up and down and up and down and up and down. It didn't need to do that. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, my my one thing with the Last of Us, everybody's like, oh my god, the <laughs> so song. Good. The song is so good. The Last song of Us is too? great. Yeah, and I'm like, no. No, it's not. It's just very mediocre. And I feel like we need to get off that high horse that it's, oh, this, this song is uh, tucked down my heartstrings. I'm like, it did not. <laughs> okay. What's not? Uh, it was the oh the Pearl Jam song. Yeah, per, first off, if you're coming at me going, "Oh, this Pearl Jam song," it tugged at my heartstrings. Get out, oh, no. you know. The original theme song to the original Last of Us is, in my mind, literally the sound of that franchise. Like, yeah. That when I think of Last of Us, that's what I hear. Period. Yeah. Um, what were you guys? Sarko, by about? the way. Oh yeah, he loves it. Doesn't like Last of Us too. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> he was very heavily invested in the first game. He, it's, it's one of his favorite games. Me too. Yeah. And I think for people like us that literally looked at Ellie and Joel as like our family, um, yeah. Last of Us Two hurt. Well, what, what do you guys? What do you guys think yeah. of the of the casting? You know, over on I like it. Last of Us. I like it. <laughs> Joel's a Hispanic, y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, obviously. The the reason why Last of Us Two is is amazing is uh like like that end scene I think about it like once a week I'm like damn that it it hurt in the best way possible it's emotional like, yeah yeah that one scene is just like so that's why she was on this hero journey so Faz yeah. who write who's in chat and writes for the site she wrote an article uh, late last year calling uh, Last of Us Two <laughs> it's 
it's kind of funny in hindsight because it was before Cyberpunk released. But uh, Last of Us 2 is the most controversial game of 20, uh, 2020, which, um, you know, it's a great article because it, it is. It's just the conversations people can have on that game and the difference between the highs, you know, the people who call it their greatest game of all time versus the yeah. Sarkos. Uh, who really, and uh, you know, and plenty of other people who really despise it yeah. for you know, not the idiots who just bang on it because it's Naughty Dog and PlayStation, but the the people who have valid criticisms with it. Yeah, it's just and such I, a big gap. I think with with that game in particular, I think one of the narratives was set immediately that this game was gonna hurt, and like with with those spoilers, I think it got people in a in a negative space. Or, or they they had they had a a they saw the scene without context and they were just they made their own conclusions from there. That's um, fair, yeah. And that's that's where I think some of it lies in. There's other, uh, you know, again, there's other things to that game that make it controversial for sure, other than just one of those scenes. But like, there were people just like you know, some people making 26 videos in a span of a month calling it SJW garbage. And there's some people that have valid complaints. And unfortunately, those valid complaints um, get muddled by the, the you know, the those people. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the people that are like, this is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen and experienced in my life. I'll often drown out the people that are like me that I'm like, yeah, I really like this game. It's really good, and the reason why it's so good is that we're having complex conversations about a video yeah. game. How how often have do we have that of just like, yeah, this game has a lot of emotions. Let's break it down. Like that's why this game is important. It's funny because in our chat the other day we were just talking about the need and the want to have more honest and open conversations about things rather than this reactionary, you know, over the top trying to just get attention which yeah. we see far too often of, and that yeah. game drove a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. And and that's why I, I fought a lot with Kyle about, like, why is this game? How's this game? How's this game so great, Kyle? And, like, because he is, like, the, I love this game. This is, like, probably my favorite game of all time. I'm like, but how so? And, like, me and him actually having those really good debates of, like, the, the merits of the story, the characters, their motivations, rather than, like, have this circle jerk of negativity or positivity. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yep. Sorry, Dan. I think you were trying to say something a good like four minutes ago, and we just no, I don't even remember. There's a good chance I that I listen. That's a long time for me to remember something. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get off of Ubisoft. I, we only talked about Valhalla, and then we got off way off track there. But real quick, I'll run through these. Uh, Legion Watchdogs, uh, Legion Watchdogs, Watchdogs Legion performed far better than two, which is good news. It was the fourth best-selling third-party game. Nice. Uh, on next gen so that's that's pretty good if you think about call of duty and cyberpunk and you know everything else uh phoenix rising um which i know many people loved and adored uh performed above expectations that's good it means ubisoft should continue with that ip hopefully um yeah. here's the most impressive one is that ubisoft as much as we talk about them and whatever not whatever you think about them they were the number one publisher in total sales um and if you think about that that's really impressive because Ubisoft, I know they're one of the big boys, but they're not the biggest boy. You know, they're not up in the <laughs> EA. They're not up in the Activision. They're not up in Sony, Microsoft. They're a four and a half billion dollar market cap company. Um, so for them to be number one in total sales across all publishers, that's a huge quarter for them, which we thought it would be because they had three major releases, of course. Yeah, all in the, the you know, during the, you know, holiday season. Yes. You know, so, I mean, they 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 hit it perfectly. 
Yeah. You know, especially with the next gen coming out and all that stuff, you know, making those, you know, promises that, you know, Legion is going to be updated, you know, to the next gen, you know, and Bahala was updated the day of release. So, I mean, they, they nailed <clears throat> that, you know, pretty spectacularly. Oh yeah, and, guys, you could unmute. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, hey, sorry. No more spoilers. Yeah. John Snow dies at the end, end of season six, but you can unmute your mics. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Sarka said, uh, bad bit. I'm going to send you my thoughts via Twitter. Sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, uh, prepare for for a book, but you know, <laughs> to his credit, he has very valid points, and a lot of them I agree with. So, uh, Mo, we're not talking about acquisitions. You stop it. <laughs> Mo and I were joking the other day that people like there's this Twitter thing with Xbox and acquisitions where they just yeah. can't stop talking about acquisitions, and it's like, God sakes, leave it alone. Can we talk about let games? It, Forget acquisitions. Let it happen. Let's talk, let it, yeah, well, let it happen. I, if I hear Sega is about to get bought out by Microsoft one more time, I'll lose my mind. All right, <laughs> enough of it. It's just it's too much, man. And yeah. and I told these guys the other day in a side conversation. I said, look at Bethesda. Bethesda was in, huge, right? I mean, that's a massive acquisition. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody knew. It surprised everyone. So yeah. all these people on Twitter every day who saying they're going to buy this person and this person, and this person, they're full of shit. Okay. Yeah. Trust me, they're full of shit. Yeah. I got alone. these inside sources. The yeah. real people that have the inside sources don't say anything because they don't want to lose those inside sources. Yeah, and they're they under NDA, sure what, and they yeah. can get sued. And yeah, there's, there's plenty of things. There's plenty of things of yeah. why the 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 fly on the wall is not a fly on the wall. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Leave it alone. So. so if you see someone talking about acquisitions every day and you think they know what they're talking about, trust me, they don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, on on Ubisoft, one uh, good piece of news, which we talked about, right, is Massive, Division developer, is making yeah. a Star Wars game with that Lucasfilm announcement uh, a couple weeks ago. But because we, you touched on this earlier, Dan, but because of the uh, community support they announced this week that um, they're going to continue to make Division 2 content into late this year, which is awesome. Awesome. I mean, it's great. I actually reinstalled it. Um, Me too. I haven't played actually, it on the I... Series X yet. Real talk. Yeah. I'm gonna check right now on my PlayStation if I have it. <laughs> if I have it uh, downloaded, because I I want to get back into it now. I feel yeah. like there's a good opportunity since there's an influx of players. Yeah, I want to platinum that game. I I enjoyed the division a lot, um, and I I need to do the raid apparently. Okay. Um, that's all I need for that plat. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, is uh, anyone in chat? I don't remember. Um, is uh, is it crossplay between consoles? Not yet. Not yet. That makes me really working, sad. Yeah, I think working on that, and plus, I know Rainbow Six is what they're working on for the cross play, for Siege. Yeah, for Siege. Yeah, so. which passed seventy million players, by the way. Yeah, Siege yeah, that's is insane. insane. Yeah. My kids insane. play that all the time. That's like the number one. I, I still remember. I was in the alpha for that, and I played it for like twenty minutes. I was like, "This game sucks." I uninstalled it. And really? It's, it's well, if you remember, it didn't launch well. It wasn't very great at launch and they've just man they've turned that game into something big yeah. crazy I'm just boys i'm downloading it i'm downloading it right now yeah i wish we could play because all, all, yeah. all my progress is on xbox that's why i was asking to play. yeah yeah um anyway um one last thing i want to touch on before i get to what we're currently playing and some things is uh did you guys see this uh unreal engine demo the medic humans it's getting too far man it's getting too far it's nuts it so is let's stop <laughs> it's crazy. I, I think what's very interesting because I wanted to touch on it because, um, you know, what they're focused on, it's a, it's a tool as part of Unreal Engine 4, which, you know, 5 is still kind of being fully uh, kind of rolled out, if you will, the full yeah. 
product suite of five is not done. So uh, four is obviously the one of the biggest engines. It might be the most used engine in the video game industry. But mm -hmm. what they were trying to put this forth is, is that creating realistic kind of NPCs, right? And human-like characters would take months and months and months of work for developers. And what they're trying to do with this tool essentially is make it so it's almost like a point and click add add Joseph there, add Dan there, add Ains there. And it looks like us and talks like us and reacts like us um, in a matter of, you know, minutes or hours or days, which mm -hmm. is just, it's crazy from a technology perspective, but I, my mind was also going to, you know, we hear, we have a lot of conversations hell, we had it about Xbox earlier again, where these studios are going to take time and it takes years to make games and it takes a lot of money and time and dev effort and all this yeah. thing. And these are the types of tools where you get to machine learning and you get to uh, automatic creation and all these things where if you can implement these successfully um, and give them to developers where it really functions well, game development time can shorten and it can allow even smaller developers that don't have naughty dog resources to create a, a character model like Ellie or, you know, and, and to create those animations and facial structures and all those things, right? where they can create something that looks nearly as good in far less time and money. Therefore, better games are made by smaller publishers and developers. So that's where my mind was going with it when I saw it. Um, but if, I mean, did you guys check it out? What'd you think of it? You know, we got to stop. It's getting too far. AI is, le is learning too much. <laughs> I, I get weirded out. I saw, I saw like the, like the intro of like this guy talking and it was very much like, um, you know, like a, a Westworld style of like, hi, I am a human and I'm here <laughs> to tell you. Like, it's like, like certain things are like, like spot on, but like, the, then there's like the weird glitch. You know what I mean? It's like, you can go into my biometrics and like, I'm like, uh-oh. Like, like a, a thing that looks real-ish to me and then talks about my biometrics or like my menus option. I'm like, okay, we are getting too far. This is freaking me out. This yeah, is freaking and, me and out. And think about I'm it, like, right? That's that's before we've even really started to tap in the next gen of AI and machine learning, which right? gets really, I mean, it's really crazy. I, I do, yeah. I deal with some AI stuff in my um, professional career. And I'm telling you guys, man, I actually had a demo two weeks ago with a new company where um, they allowed me to talk to it. Um, and the way, the, the speed and the accuracy in which it was responding to me uh it's impressive man i've worked i barely trust siri <laughs> yeah so if you think if you think like siri was advanced or lex you know a lot of people use lex amazon's mm. in that space right if you think that's advanced like the stuff that's coming makes that look like technology from the 90s yeah i mean it's it's crazy and, and that's like as exciting as this is like you look at it as a developer double a whatever like cool like this this is gonna help you push indie games to look really good, right? Um, you're you're gonna get more hopefully Hellblades by the sound of by yeah, the smaller of teams, but more kind of AAA experiences from the yeah. teams, yeah. But then at the same show, I always just get weirded out where I'm like, we're about to get into the what is it the the what's that thing uh, when like computers and and man kind of meet? It's uh it's like the simulation or whatever. I forget. It's uh, just yeah. yeah. It's just it's just. It, I don't like that future human stuff. Don't put a microchip inside. You're, you're my head. scared when of Skynet. Exactly. When I see this, I think of Skynet. I just think <laughs> of the monologue and a, a robot, you know, foot stepping on my skull. Like that's, <laughs> and I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> you know. 
That that's that's where I'm at. Dan's ready for it. Did you did you see these videos, Dan? Did yeah. you check them out at all? Yeah, they look really cool. I mean, I'm I'm at the point where I'm so ingrained with it. Like I don't even care. You put a microchip in me. Do whatever you got to do. I mean, if they really want to see what I do all day, that's fine. They're really going to be unimpressed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, if Alexa's listening to me, she's going to be really, really disappointed. Yeah. You know, I mean that that's all good. You and know, see, for I, me, I'm like, no, like it's it's. I don't want I don't want you to see what's in that folder. You know what I mean? Like, oh. <laughs> what what, yeah. what uh what folder are we talking about here, Joe? Oh, we all know. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh shit! You know, oh man, let me hit yeah, these like, super chats, Sarka. That was now. perfect. Oh, sorry, Joe. I didn't mean to yeah, cut you off. No, that, that was perfect timing because right when I said Skynet, Sark said ain't Skynet called. They thought you're a little slow in your responses. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Don't wipe me out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm telling you guys, um, it's it's crazy. Uh, the even you know what's even cooler about this? Not to get geeky for on you for a second with my professional Go career, but what what you can do now is because if you think about how people interact, so think about Lex, right? If you talk to Lex, but what's going on? Like if you order something, say, Dan, you always joke about ordering like Pop-Tarts or <laughs> Cheetos yeah. or something. What the right? hell is Lex? Alexa. Oh, for fuck's yeah. sake. Why don't you just call it Alexa? Who because Lex is, Lex? Lex is the technology. That's what it's called. Oh, yeah. This, everybody knows it as Alexa. <laughs> Call it Alexa. You couldn't put it's Amazon like, Lex and Alexa together. I don't know what the hell. You just call. Why don't? You, why then? Why don't they call it Lex? <laughs> Literally, everybody says Alexa. But, All right. You know, I'm just telling you what it's called you. professionally. It doesn't matter. The point remains. So, Jesus. When, when you when you speak to it, right in the background, what's going on is it's transcribing your speech, right? Yeah. And it, it's taking out things out of that that it recognizes. So, for instance, when you say like Alexa, order me uh, a 12 pack of Pop Tarts, right? It transcribes that and then it picks out order. It picks out 12 pack pop tarts, like keyword, right? Puts it yeah. together, merges it. But what it does, it does that in real time, right? So if you have the program running and you actually see how these programs run, you can speak to it and you can watch it. Just you can watch your, your speech coming up and it literally dissecting it as you're uh, talking. It's, it's crazy, man. It's real crazy. Wow. Um, I feel like in the house. Is- yeah. Sorry, Jen. It's busy day at work, but I'm listening in the background. Thanks for always entertaining me at work. Of course, brother. SG needs to get Joe and Luke on at the same time. We tried. We tried. We tried. He was Luke was supposed to be here today. He bailed. One on of us was a coward and let them <laughs> boo each other the whole time. So, Pompa, thanks for the t- for the ten dollars super chat, man. Always appreciate it. And you know, on I'm, that I'm note, more. right? I'm not more. Luke, he just sucks. Luke just sucks. <laughs> just sucks. God. So let me uh, let me let me fix this back up. Yeah, here. please. Yeah, because uh, honestly, yeah, because far more accurate this way. Thank you. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, man, it's been a great conversation. Let's uh, let's jump over. What have you been playing, man? Because you can see here, I got my little little nightmares, you know, coming out of the TV. Oh, look at that. Um, been playing a lot of little nightmares too, because I'm reviewing it, and uh, it's freaking incredible, guys. Uh, Dan, yeah. you little nightmares where you did you play it? It's not as scary as you think. No, I know. I played. I probably played half of it, and then we oh, did the it, first we, one. Yeah, the first one. And then we okay. played a. Or you did it on a backseat gaming. I think. Oh right, yeah, 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 we did. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool little game, man, for sure. I think it's you know it's not very scary. It's just it's more intense. Yeah. And, you know, the second one, I'm just gonna wait on it only because I'm just not you know. That's not usually my type of game. Sure. You know, it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of like Inside or something like that. Yeah. You know, where, where it's definitely cool. Just, I'm just not into 
that kind of stuff. So I, I'm starting to feel as I play through two, and I loved one, as I play through two and as good it is as it is, I honestly think this could rate higher than inside for me. I know inside mm. is way up here, you know, it's hugely celebrated. Yeah. Um, but I just there's something about the the music and the atmosphere with this game and what if you play through one, you would know that it's actually a commentary on society and some issues with, you know, depending on who talks about it, because you can perceive things different ways, but it's on uh, overconsumption and capitalism mm -hmm. and some other things. And the way two's going so far, I haven't finished yet, the way two's going so far, it actually seems to be touching on some other very important things. And I just love that about it, that it can be creepy and have this vibe be so well produced, but also simultaneously have this commentary kind of like Inside did. Um, I just love it, man. That's awesome. I I played the the demo and I was like, oh, this is a it's it's a bit unsettling. I wouldn't call it scary. And people are like, oh yeah, that demo is like way scarier than like all of one. I'm, I have high hopes. So I'm like, okay, that gives me faith because I'm big. I'm big scaredy cat. So I'm gonna be playing the first one sometime this week. I bought it for like five bucks. It was My only free thing on is live, like, dude. What's that? It was free on live. Yeah, people told me that. I guess I missed out, but you know. <laughs> damn. Yeah, so, but whatever. It's five bucks. Five bucks. Five yeah, bucks. Five bucks yeah? is still it's still way worth it. Yeah. My only thing is like oh, thirty bucks. That's a lot. Yeah. If it, if it's oh, not man. your genre and you're not your thing, wait on it. Like Dan, you know, pick it up yeah. when it's cheap, or maybe it'll come to Game Pass or or PSN Plus. Who knows? Yeah, and that's why that's so like I'm like I'll probably beat the first one, platinum it, and then maybe wait because I know probably by that time like Yakuza's come out on PS5 because I really want to try it. Really want to try like a dragon. And, oh, um, it's awesome, dude. And yeah. I don't even like Yakuza, but it's good. Dan got me into it. All right, good, good. And same here. So, like, hopefully hopefully it blows my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, and then maybe afterwards it's on sale. Because I'm like, okay, if it's a 20-buck game, sure. But, like, 30 is just off. Yeah. I don't know. That was uh, Like a Dragon. Um, definitely one of the favorite games I've played recently. Really good game. I know Dan loved it. It's one of Dan's game of the year. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, Dan, FYI, your your curtain kind of popped open. It's kind of blind in half your head. Oh. <laughs> um, what else you guys been playing, man? What's in the uh, what's in the box? Ooh. What's in the box? You say what's in the what's box? What's in the box? What are you playing, Joe? Um, I'm just seeing. <laughs> I'm just seeing. I think heaven is calling for Dan. <laughs> Dan's being taken it's away not his in time. real time. <laughs> St. Peter, he's still got a podcast to do, all right? <laughs> um, I've been playing... So I played All-Stars. So let's, let's get that one out of the way. Okay. Um, fine. You know, yeah. It was really good the first day. I was like, I'm really enjoying this. Then day two, I'm like, it's more of this. And then day three, I'm like, okay, I yeah. see the loop. Okay, I, seen, I don't uh, like I've these shows anymore. Offer. Yeah. yeah um, definitely not worth $69.99. I would be... I, not to say I would be surprised because it's Sony... But like if this game is not a PlayStation Plus regular after after this month, like yeah, 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 that is oof. I, I don't see the future <laughs> for it. Um, it, it really should have been. I, I I say this. I'll beat this drum. Really should have been the new Twisted Metal. Really should have just been a changed up art style. Give me rockets on my guns and let me go pew, 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 and blow yep. stuff up on it. Like give me that. Yeah. Um. But other than that, uh, single player wise, Control PS5 edition. I'm playing it too. You're playing it for the first time. For the first time, yes. I'm playing it 
that's it's the and the reason why it was not my game of the year 2019 was it was way too buggy. The frame rates dropped constantly, and I'm telling you, this Ains, you waited, and it was perfect. It was the best decision he ever made. Because let me tell you something, this is, feels like a totally different game now. Like yeah. this feels so freaking good. It's ray so smooth, man. Yeah, man. Like yeah. the ray tracing mode is beautiful to take pictures in, but damn, that 60 FPS <laughs> and having it not chug is just. I feel like Dan. I switched. I've been playing on 60 the whole time. I switched yeah. to 30 the other day just to see it. I lasted like 20 seconds. I was Garbage. like, no, nope, can't do it. Yeah. Now we've seen the light, and yeah. so like, you know, I, I've mentioned this on a few shows that I've been on. It's just like you know what? Like, I think we are seeing what gamers actually want. And we're not talking about teraflops or ray, ray tracing as much. We're just like, can this thing do 60 FPS? Yeah. All right, I'm in. And that's really what we want. Um, so the game, fantastic. Story still fantastic. And let me talk to you about Hitman 3. I've given up the plat chase on it, but... Okay. Yeah, uh, I looked at it yesterday. Holy shit. Yeah. There is no way. Yeah, but I'm still playing it. I'm still trying to find a way to get the guy in Argentina to go downstairs so I can blow him up with the microphone. That's what I'm trying to do. Argentina. Yeah, so the winery. Oh, yeah, the winery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, he's talking to his lawyer like eight times. Like, dude, just go downstairs. Trust me, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> you know, I want to blow you up with a cannonball. <laughs> How do I get you to- why won't you just let me blow you up? Just, Damn. Jesus, man. So whatever. So yeah, that Hitman 3 is fantastic. It's my game of the year right now. Uh just so freaking good. And then I want to give a highlight to a game that gets a lot of shit. I don't know why. And like usually when I'm on shows and people are like, oh, I've been playing like Mario, they have to justify why they're playing Mario. You know, like I know I'm a 35-year-old man, but I love Mario. And it's like, no, Luke, you just shut up. I, you know, I love a good Mario. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. And the thing that I, I, I've been enjoying is Fortnite. I love a good Fortnite. Fortnite's okay. fun, man. Fortnite's right. a ton of fun. Fortnite man. sucks, I, man. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, if you can't build that, that's that's I, a pretty. To be fair, yeah. So yeah. I play that. You know, I'm one of the people that played that right at launch a lot mm-hmm. because it didn't have the battle royale mode. Right? It was Fortnite was the co-op building game. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a lot of fun. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am I haven't played Fortnite in a long time, but I see you, you and Luke talking about it, man. You guys seem to be having a ball. Yeah, I've been carrying them a lot in games, which is great. <laughs> uh it's usually that's really how it rolls. Honestly, yeah. goodness. That doesn't anything, surprise me. I mean anything yeah. multiplayer wise. And he's just like, Joe, that's because you're unemployed and you're lazy. And I'm like, Well, that's one of the things, sure. <laughs> but it's also because I'm just better and faster and quicker, you know? Like not in reality, but just like in game wise. And so like Fortnite, man, ton of fun. And the one thing that I'm loving about it this season. Yeah. Is it's making me regret not playing last season because of all the Marvel characters? Because I beat Iron Man in a heartbeat, but um, they're introducing all these characters from like our childhood. Like they 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 gave us the Predator for free, you know, or yeah. with the Battle Pass, you know. Like they gave us Snake Eyes for for y- y'all must be freaking out about it. Like, <laughs> they keep giving it like the Tron skins. I'm not even a huge Tron dude. I'm like yeah. I'll buy that, and um, it's just. It, it is it is just you know action figures the game at this point where I'm playing as the Mando fighting Batman yeah you know like what game has that none other so yeah massive props to Fortnite man and all the dubs that I get for Luke Loy. 
<laughs> I gotta, I'll have to jump in with you guys one of these days because I haven't played it. But a I long do have time, a complaint but... that I do need to get off my Go chest, and I will share this to to our team. My team goes, "Oh, I'm a selfish teammate. Oh, I'm a bad teammate." But these guys lollygag all the time. They're so slow. It's like catch up. You need health for yourself, and then another thing for your teammate. You know, if some someone needs to be the medic, you're the first aid guy. So that should be your priority. You know what I mean? But these guys are so slow and their aim just sucks. <laughs> and so here I am. I have all the pressures on me to deliver. If I'm out of the game, if I'm out of the game, nine times out of 10, they're going to lose. So like, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm so selfish. Cause I'm getting you, you know, battle royales. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know? So, so if you need <sighs> someone with a good aim, I'm happy to join you, but don't expect me to build. That's fine. Just, and, and Ains, listen, and Ains, as long as you're just like, you know where your place is. Yeah, I can play the role. <laughs> and you're not trying to tell me what to do. Here's the thing. I've put God knows how many hours into this game. I kind of know the the rhythm that this game wants me to do. And when people do, go, Joe, that's so stupid. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you are you out of your mind? That's like <laughs> telling the tour guide where the best location for the best locale is. The tour guide knows. Follow the tour guide. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. oh my god, that's awesome. God, um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dan, I haven't talked to you much this week, man. What have you been up to? Uh, it's been mostly like I haven't played a whole lot. I got played a little bit of control. Kind of just jumping on there every once in a while. Um. And then it's mostly been uh, Hitman. I downloaded a bunch of games to play, but I didn't yeah. really throw them up there yet. Uh, I'm just trying to like mastery level everything, get everything up to 20. I'm almost through the first game. I got one more level to go, and it's a that's a bear, man. That's I mean that's that takes a while just to you know getting up to level 20 because you're you're just doing challenges and you're just you know you, you've got to figure out all these other ways that you know. To, to take these targets out and you know to get the points and everything so but i've been enjoying my time for sure with that have i talked to you about how bad the hitman 3 ui is yeah yeah you okay. did just make sure some garbage freaking take wait how's the ui bad i don't get it because like you own hitman 3 right joe yeah, of course okay right but you don't know the other ones yet oh that shit yeah okay, right yeah. so you have to look at you know so you can tab over the whole menu is built the whole menu is right. built everything and if you don't you just get to look at all this other content you don't know the whole time yeah. and why would you look at it you you can't avoid it it's <laughs> there. right it's the, it says it says prologue hitman one yeah. hitman two hitman three no no like if you go to locations there's like 30 locations you own six of them right then you just go to the you tab over to the destination you want to go to mm, like literally point. i don't understand i know you don't it, but you're broken it's okay Hold on, wait a minute. This is the man who praised Cyberpunk, a game yep. with thousands of known issues, documented. Yep. But you're worried you get upset about the UI. You act game? like I didn't talk about the Cyberpunk issues. We talked about it like for hours. Oh, it's, it's, that's that's a minor thing. It's like, oh, I you know, I dropped I didn't my say drink. it wasn't minor. I just said it sucks. It's a it's minor, minor suck. It's a minor suck. <laughs> what you, like, why would you even say anything? That's what I don't understand. Because it sucks. <laughs> it's, the, it's the most terrible, terrible, useless take. So wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. So because you're Hitman Defender, so hold yes. on. But I so don't have. You're in my camp. Care. You own Hitman Three. Yeah. yeah. You don't have one or two. So when you once you're done the campaign, because I finished the, the core campaign, right? Yeah. Right. Once you've done that, and you go to the menu, 
if whether you go to the main menu where it's story, it shows Hitman prologue one, two, three. If you go to locations, it shows all the locations. Right. My point to Dan was simply if I want to buy the extra stuff, have a little icon like add Hitman one or two, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't take up three quarters of the UI for stuff I don't own. It doesn't I make got, any sense. I got to tell you guys this before Go I say this point. I understand why you wanted me and Luke on the show to make sure to make you guys seem like this relationship is, is toxic oh. between you two. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's not. It's because just on Hitman. Pretty, pretty, no, we're pretty level headed. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's there. They they want you to buy it too. Of course. Yeah. They do. Of course. And so like to but me. That's a shitty reason for it to be there. I mean, sure. I mean, <laughs> but like, I've, I've, it's never gotten in my way. I, I remember when I beat three, I was like, oh, what's this? All this shit. Oh, it's all, you know, one and two. Oh, that's neat. And then I just started playing Hitman 3. <laughs> the thing I have about, the, here's my problem with Hitman 3. It expects me to have 40-40 goddamn vision with all this slow, uh, small font. Yes. It's like, what is, is this a game for ants? Give me something that I can... If I have problems, like talk about accessibility before, this is a real issue. Because yeah. there's some things I'm like, I need my glasses, a magnifying glass, and the something like a goddamn telescope to see. Oh, this needs a <laughs> screwdriver to open. You know, so that that's where my issue is. Like, font's too goddamn small. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Think it's about a great my game, eyes. though. Regardless, I know we're joking about the damn yeah. menu, but the game itself is awesome. I uh, okay. it's the well, obviously, I don't know one or two. I have played them before, but it's the first one I bought, and I really enjoyed it. So. Um, yeah anyway um back to control though it is the first time playing control and uh um i'm really enjoying that as well i kind of the gameplay is very smooth at least now right um so i love kind of just picking stuff up and throwing it and shooting it's very uh intuitive um and i really love kind of the creepiness to it how there's this underlying stuff and i don't know the story fully yet so i think i'm on chapter or main mission like six or seven so i don't know how far i am but Maybe halfway. I, I don't know. I don't um, think you're halfway yet. Not yeah. even half. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wait till you get to the ashtray maze. That's gonna. That's so I got. Close. I got yeah. to it. I found oh, it. Right. Oh, but okay. oh, yeah, you, right. do it you can't go through the. I read because I was like, "What's going on?" You can't go through the whole thing properly until you get to like chapter nine. So I right. haven't gotten to the story part of it yet. But you know me, I explore everywhere. So I found it before getting to that chapter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Once you do what, like, then you'll be like, okay. Okay, I get it. This is cool as shit. I want. To, <laughs> I want. I want this. I want yeah. this to be the full game. I was actually uh, talking to Bert this week. He said the same thing. I was like, you know, because I know he really liked it. And he, sh- oh, he typed back to me a message was Ashtray Maze, and I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what that yeah. means, but okay. Yeah. He's, he's got a good head on his shoulders. That's what <laughs> yeah. This, it, but like to, to talk about the creepiness, like with the PS5 playing with those headphones on, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just. It's haunting in such a unique twins, t- Twin Peaks type of vibe to it that I don't think any like game that. can do. And I really think Remedy is what I think Kojima thinks he is. Because like, <laughs> like they'll, give the, they'll give you this story that's like, holy shit, what is going on? This is crazy. Kojima will do that and then forget he needs to play make a game. Correct. Where they'll be like, thank let's, you. Yeah, let's oh, tie, yeah, let's tie these powers into this world, make it make sense. And like, Dude, give me give me a yeah. give me a fallen order game with those force mechanics, you know? Yeah. Like, geez. Remedy actually makes games that are fun to play as games mm-hmm. along with the story. Yeah. Now that said, let me tell you something. I do love Death Stranding and I kind of want to play it again, but <laughs> I love it actually for the gameplay. I love walking and 
like looking so at the vistas. Yeah, so. he he nailed walking and like what it feels like to live in 2020 slash 2021 before it happened. You know, <laughs> like yeah. damn. So. Funny, I just started playing the Phantom Pain again. Just okay. to mostly. Oh my god! Just, hold on, it's only because <laughs> I had it for free. I think uh. it was for free on PlayStation last year, a year before that, or whatever yeah. it was. So I, I, I threw it on there. I just wanted to, you know, I was like, why do I have 300 hours in this game on Xbox? This doesn't make any sense. And I have played maybe an hour of it, basically through the first prologue part. Yeah. And I'm like, I still don't understand why I have 300 hours. I kind of do because the prologue is probably, you know, 100 hours of that. It feels like it is so damn long and drawn out. Yep. But, you know, I, I wanted to get into the gameplay a little bit to see. I was like, why did I put so much time into this? Is it because I left the game on pause and it actually, you know, I only have like actually 100 hours into it? But I, I have no idea why, but I actually just played it. But I, it, immediately, like in, within the first 20 minutes, you're like, yeah, Kojima. God damn. 100% because oh. Bert, remember, I played it before we did Backseat, we did a, a different series. Yeah. And I played it for that. And Bert's like, you know, I was like, God, if this game Kojima is right out of the gate. And we played it. And like you said, the prologue is like 20 minutes of cinematics, which yeah, make yeah. no sense whatsoever. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Here we go. I was, dude, I was out once when I played that game. Once I saw like zombies that could fucking teleport, I was like, and I don't need this shit in my yeah. life ever. It's well, like, I, I'm in. In the first prologue, you, you come into, I think it's like the hospital or something. Yeah. And it blows up. I'm trying to remember. And a guy yeah. on fire comes in on a horse. And I'm like, what are we yeah. doing? With a, like, it's you, a unicorn pegasus. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. You, you've fire. lost the plot, Kojima. Like, oh, you're, just, you're supposed to be in Afghanistan, right? No, not at the beginning. You're in a hospital. But you but can like, where you're going to after that. Yeah. And then you're yeah. just like, what, like? what the hell <laughs> yeah no and you're you're exactly right because when you get to afghanistan is when you first meet the guys you're talking about yeah, yeah. which like teleport and i was like i'm like dude what the what is yeah that? yeah like go. jesus like yeah it's not gonna last Taliban have zombie things like, yeah. what is this, Th this is what we need just give us splinter cell so we can have a real yes. game in this vein please yes. yeah yeah you mean, know what, what was if i remember correctly what was good about metal gear solid and there's not much but it was very, very open <laughs> to Sorry. five. It was very, very open to like your style of like you could do things in that game that you know everybody. I mean, you can literally have a hundred people sitting there; they could all have a different experience with the mission. Like, and that's that's I think one of the best parts of that game. Yeah, where it was like you know the 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 way you tackled each mission, individual yeah. mission was so open-ended and it's it's probably still one of those games that has that open-endedness you know even compared to the games today that are coming out that you know you have so many different ways to tackle a situation it wasn't just like okay you've got like these it wasn't binary or you had like you know three or four different choices and i think it was one of the earlier games to do that right like right you got credit yeah. for how expansive it was yeah. exactly yeah i mean just the and how big it was and you know that was cool you know and that and i think but i still question 300 hours well, and I, I i just don't know how i did it and i'm trying to figure that <laughs> out i i continue to say that kojima he needs to be a filmmaker yeah stop yeah. trying to be a game maker be a filmmaker well and i think that's why like i so like a lot of filmmakers love kojima like kojima's in uh star wars that's what the alien says when it peeks out of its head and force awakens in the first 20 minutes ago. Yeah. The the yeah. alien that peeks out of the, the sand and looks around and he says, Kojima? Like, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. 
So like, he, like he's beloved with filmmakers and actors and actresses. That that's why I think Jeff Keighley loves him so much because that's where, he, like, that's what he grew literally grew up in. So you. like, I think he so understands some of the film thematic things that make video games go. Yeah. But like gameplay, I don't know. Yeah. And when that's why we've said before, or I've said before, I really, they talk about the next game from his studio being a horror game. I'm like, yes, he can, he can do that. Cause horror, you can get away with some of the bizarre crap he does and it, yeah, it right. could be really engaging. And you can tell a story more in a horror game where the gameplay doesn't have to be so on point. Absolutely. Um, and it all, the credits will definitely look like this when we play it, whenever that yeah. is. So, <laughs> <laughs> like in the beginning of the game, I waited for it because they have like the opening roll credits, you know. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It, it, now he didn't do everything separate. It was just like written, you know, developed it. You know, all three, you know, things. Yeah. Just Hideo Kojima. He was in there later as an executive producer, though, too. So, well, the, was, the thing that drove me crazy about that game too is every time you finish one of the missions, because remember you land and then you have to do a mission, right? And then you leave. It it always rolled credits. Yeah, with Kojima like ten times. I'm like, Hilarious. really? Like you have to have your credits after every mission in a game? Like, that's so weird. The guy's it, a weirdo. Yeah, and I that's one of the things that drives me crazy. But we've barked up that tree many times, so mm. we'll leave that alone at this point. All right, so we've rambled on long enough, I think, guys. Any other games? Anything else you want to touch on before we start to close out? Other than Luke Lore sucks. Don't watch XEP. Don't even listen to it. Um, <laughs> and review it one star. <laughs> Review no 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 someone will do it. Review of five yeah, stars. Do but like, leave, I'm kidding. It's leave a snarky joke. comment. Leave a snarky <laughs> comment. Go like say boo Luke boo. Um, he has an interview with the guy that plays Agent Forty Seven. We're supposed yes, to be oppressed. Out. We're supposed to be like, oh wow, Luke he's really making some moves. Boo, he sucks. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I'm actually excited to watch that one. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, I'm excited to boom as yeah, well. Be cool. But, yeah, be cool. You know, everyone watching this show knows we're joking around, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, we've got a few things. So if you haven't checked out, I know someone said it in the chat earlier. So I appreciate that, whoever that was, uh, that said uh, they just watched the chat between me and you, Joe, uh, that we put oh, up this week you. and really loved it. So. Uh, yeah, I've been again, getting a lot of nice DMs about it. That's awesome. Thanks. That's good, man. Yeah, a lot. I told you, man. The feedback on that has been. Uh, really, really positive. It's nice to see. It's attracting the right audience, like we talked about, um, and people really appreciate it. So it's been great. So if you haven't checked that out, that's up on the channel. I'm trying to do one of those every two to three weeks, so stay tuned. Um, Little Nightmares 2 review uh, is coming uh, very soon. Um, We've got some other things coming this week as well. Um, I'm actually, I put on here, because I'm trying to force myself to write it, is I'm going to write a retrospective or an appreciation opinion article, whatever you want to call it, for Halo 4. Um, so as a big Halo guy, uh, I find myself defending Halo 4 often. And as I went back and um, kind of thought about that game, I was thinking, yeah, I need to write something on this. I need to put some thoughts down because Halo 4 does not deserve the hated kits. Uh, it gets, so. what well, like for its multiplayer for this story? Yeah, kind of a mix. Really? Because um, like the story-wise, like that's the best Halo. Damn right. See, this is why you're on the show. Yeah. Multiplayer-wise, like, I didn't play enough to have a solid opinion. Okay. But, like, can't be any worse than five, you know? <laughs> Whoa! All right. See, at launch, at launch it show. wasn't good. At launch, it wasn't good. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, stay tuned. We got some good things coming up. But anyway, Joe, man, I know yeah. I always say this, but, you know, everyone listening here knows where you can find you. But shout it out anyway, man. Where we can find you. Shout out Trophy Room. 
Yeah, man. So you can find us over here on the trophy room where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and the greatest in all things PlayStation each and every Thursday. Uh, over on YouTube, the video version of the same name, you can find the trophy room on podcast feeds, wherever you find your podcast, whether it's Apple Play. Uh, I, I keep on doing Apple Play now. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us there. Please rate us five stars. It really does help us grow. I'm trying every month to get a couple new reviews on Apple Podcasts because it really does help boost the podcast, get it up and out there to as many ears as possible. So five-star reviews definitely help that as well. Uh, we're trying, we're trying to, to dethrone beyond once. We did it once on the show. Where if you searched us, we were we were above beyond, and it felt great. We're trying to do it again, yeah. We're trying to take the fight to Dornbush is what we're doing. So you can follow us there. Follow us. Uh, oh yeah, follow us on PS Trophy Room and follow me on Mister Badbit on Twitter. There you go. Fantastic, man. Uh, Dan, yeah, I'm here. Go for it. That's where where can they find your sevens? Right here at SeasonGaming.com <laughs> and or the Bitcast on. <laughs> uh saturdays at noon uh, i like that you had to think about when we were live i mean it, it's i'm telling you man the older i get the less i remember i mean i, I got something to do today i don't even know where it is <laughs> i honestly have no idea somebody's gonna have to tell me but, right, yeah man. thanks for coming on man i appreciate it joe you're awesome yeah, thank uh you. love having you on so much yep. better than having luke so <laughs> Dude, like who really <laughs> needs them oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, thanks for sure joe man always a pleasure um so it's been a fun week getting to talk to you this much yes. uh, about games and uh obviously we're going to keep that going so yeah. Yeah. um awesome man well guys chat you've been awesome uh if you didn't if you're listening later catching up on the show please hit that like button always helps us out and uh leave us a comment if there's anything you want us to talk about in the future of course otherwise thanks for joining us this saturday that was bitcast 141 and i will see you next week Peace. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs>